Every 27 years, Ben Magnet gets all his friends together and talks about his best friend in the world, Stephen King. And so this week, we're joining once again with Ben for talks about his best friend's most fantastic work. It's it, Chapter 2, everybody. King Talk. Is that, is that correct, Ben? You made this out to be the intro to the Talking Stephen King with Ben. It is mm-hmm. Talking Stephen King with <laughs> Ben Magnet. <laughs> Resident Stephen King expert. This is actually the pilot for our new show. <laughs> ben, I regret Hi. so much right now. <laughs> we're, we're actually canceling Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, no, we're, no, uh, no, we're not. I, King Talk. I am Sparks Witty. Uh, you've already heard them. You love them. Uh, ben Magnet is here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and Brandon T. McClure. Hi. And Mr. Ryan Eliopoulos. It's me. I can't finish endings. <laughs> I can feel my face. Hey, nice. I'm, yeah. I'm real glad. The weekend wrote a song you. about feeling your face. Guys, it was a, it was a whole. It's been a whole week. Yes, it has. Uh, it usually, I miss everybody but Ryan because I saw Ryan. So uh, he happens to live with me. I do. You yeah. live in the same house. Yeah, you can't, to get, live in the same can't house. get rid of me. At work, I had a. I only had a four day week, and it felt like the longest week of my life. Yeah, I took two days off this week. Oh, that's been nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I took sick days. Nice. Yeah, I also had a four day week. And it did feel pretty long, so I I know where you're coming from, buddy. Yeah, I stepped on glass. That sucks. Did the thing we do, was that on Monday? Yes. this week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. This has been a week. Yeah, it has. Wow. (laughs) I I, I stepped on glass this week with my bare feet. Hey, guys. Big ouch. I don't recommend that. Just, it was like a three suit just sketch. I'll take it off my calendar. Yeah. If I'm honest, it was kind of like, because we, so what happened was our window broke and uh, glass was on the floor, but I thought I got it all. Thought I got all, mm-hmm. and then I went into the bathroom to go to. The, I went to go to the bathroom and uh, stepped on glass. Oh no! Got to steady myself. Stepped on more glass. Oh no! Got to steady myself. I stepped on more glass. Oh, like that's Bruce Willis like a, and Die Hard. Man. No, that's like a really bad Tom and Jerry cartoon right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was Jerry. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So that wasn't fun, and I, uh, I found out my dog had diabetes. Oh, this that's week. a bummer, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've known. I've had this dog for years, and you know she's turning ten this month, and I had her when she was a puppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, she just got to have insulin shots twice a day for the rest of her life. Oh, it's uh, so interesting to think of like animals getting human diseases, mm-hmm. but it's not a human disease; it's just a disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone can get it, but you, it's just—it's not something you often hear. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, that sucks. It affects everybody. And my mom was like, "I didn't even know dogs did it." And it like, yeah. My parents don't listen to this, but it is their fault because they. Think <laughs> yeah. it. And I don't mean to be mean, but like. Well, spoon feeding sugar to your dog every day. They is they, f- they keep fe- feeding her twice a day canned food. Oh, and there's a lot of fat in yeah. canned food, yeah. and that's how you get diabetes. Wilfred Brimley. Uh, so that was, I mean, I don't blame them. She's so cute; you can't say no to her. Yeah, <laughs> but now she's sick, and she's lost a lot of weight, but she looks good. Uh, but it, it's, it's really bikini sad. season. I miss that dog so much. Oh, well, bikini season. <laughs> well, she's losing weight. I don't know. Make a joke. <laughs> We made a f- we made a joke about my other dog Valentina. Uh, she's a little chunky, mm-hmm. so when she was laying down, we were like, "Look at that beach bod." <laughs> <laughs> that bod. Um, d- should I should I continue with my week or yes, continue? Yeah, why don't you go? Yeah. All right, all right. I'll go first. So we don't end on so much, such a downer. Dog diabetes. Um, Double D's. Let's see. I saw it. Chapter two. Obviously, we're talking about that this week. Oh shit. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Um, I'll be right back. Give me two <laughs> hours, 45 minutes. Jeez. I saw Peter Butter Falcon, which is Shia yes. LaBeouf's new film. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, I, M- more Shia. I, the last time I saw Shia LaBeouf was Transformers the last night. Damn, really? Yeah, I haven't seen oh, him in man. anything else. Oh, well, he's he was, in a lot he of had a stuff. picture in the last night. He wasn't in it. No, it I know, but like, I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, I haven't time. seen him either. The only time the other time I see him is in that... Uh, that cannibal song that the that one guy did. Oh yeah, where he's the only one in the audience clapping. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, baby, 
Yeah, I uh so out in your yard it's Shia LaBeouf. I guess he like this movie like changed his life or something. It, like inst- like he's no longer crazy or whatever. I don't know. But it's kind of it's kind of it's a really good movie. That's I good. Is this the one that he's like writing and directing, and it's about his life, or is that a different one? No, that's a different one. This okay. is this is the one um, with the uh, with the kid with um, what's the term for it? Down syndrome? I, think, I believe is the term. I don't. I've heard about this movie, but I don't think I've seen a trailer or anything for it. I've seen. A, I have heard of it. I've it seen TV a, spots. For it, it is a feel good movie. Uh, cool. Thomas Hayden Church is in it. Oh, okay, okay. Now I've, he's a lot of fun. Got it. Now I'm recognizing it. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's really good. But honestly, my week wasn't made until yesterday. When I saw Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Mm. Now that is a sentence I did not think you were gonna say. Guys, if you know the movie you're going into, swiping, no swiping. it is really fun. It's also legitimately hysterical for me. I want to say for me because obviously my humor is a yeah. lot easier than than a lot of other people's. Um, but there, are, it walks a line of being uh, uh, sincere, but also um, almost self-paradising. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It knows what the mo- it knows what the kind of movie it wants to make, and I think it wholeheartedly succeeds in making that movie. It's so weird. It's the guy who made the Muppets movies, and he worked on Flight of the Concord. So, like yeah. comedy, he's definitely got a good comedy background. Yeah, and the girl who plays Dora, she's from uh, Transformers: The Last Night. <laughs> movie's getting a lot of play this oh, week. Oh, she's the scrapper girl. Yeah. Oh, seriously? Oh, I kind of now want to see Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, she's. Also, I actually liked her in that movie. She's also an Instant Family, uh, and I actually didn't recognize her from Instant Family. I, she's really good. Oh, up and coming actress. All right. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm hopeful for a cool, for a really good career from her. She's really good in it. Uh, the how's Benicio del Toro? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Benicio del Toro, a swiper, a swiper. Wait, is, seriously? Yeah, yeah. It's so. I thought they were gonna put a CGI fox, but he's really swiping. A, no, there is. It is a CGI. <laughs> it is a CGI fox played by Benicio del Toro. Oh, Wait, by Benicio del do you know Toro. not who Boots is? No, who's Boots? Uh, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. No, I, tell I, me. I, I want to know. No, I didn't know it was the coolest reveal I want to know. But he's not going to see it anytime. Who's right. Boots? Danny Trejo. <laughs> Shut the front door. Yeah, Machete's Boots. <laughs> Machete? Machete. <laughs> but he sounds like all high-pitched and stuff, right? No. No? No. Is he Danny Trejo? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just Danny Trejo. Oh, the God. trailers lied to us. It God only, damn it. It only happens once in the movie. And it's so worth it. Awesome. Okay, like a reveal that he can talk. Yeah. Awesome. So Benicio, I kind of want to see this movie now. Yeah. So it's really. Why cool. do I want to see a Dora movie? I'm telling you guys, like Patrick Willem's review on Twitter is spot on. <laughs> uh, like that is that that's this movie. Um, and if especially if like you know it, this is not like a five star movie. No, it's yeah. like a three, three and a half. He's but like fun with it. It's still a lot of fun. There's a line where Swiper says where he's where the, 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 because Swiper is working with the bad guys, the mercenaries, uh-huh. and they're like Swiper, get that. And Swiper's like Swiper, yes, swiping. <laughs> 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 and he goes after them. And then the easiest uh, day Benicio has ever had in his life. Yeah, right. And then there is another bit with um, when they escape Swiper. And uh, and the girl who's with who's with them is just like, why we were chased by a fox with a mask? Why would a fox need a mask? Who's he hiding from? Other foxes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has like a she has like a good two minute tirade on Swiper's mask. Oh my god, that's great! The movie was really funny. I saw it in a packed theater. Wow, really? I was surprised. It's been out for a while. Yeah, too. packed theater. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's really fun. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. What else? Clean the place. Uh, today's Star Trek Day. Happy, Happy Star Trek Happy Day, Star Brandon. Trek Day. Yeah, t- today, the first day we, re- we recorded on a Star Trek Day, huh? Uh, September 8th, 1966, first day Star Trek premiered. Ooh. Brandon, may you live long and prosper. No. Um, he already said it. You, you have to. Oh, shit. You, you gotta do it. <laughs> Why would you doom me to this fate? Living long and ha- happy? Because you're the biggest <laughs> Star Trek fan I know, and I want to make it a little bit better. I tweeted a there Star Trek hot take, uh, which I will share here, because screw it. Um... 
all the all the uh, abbreviations for every Star Trek movie is three letters, capitalized three letters: T O S, T N G, D S nine, V O Y, E N T. Discoveries is disco, and it drives me crazy. I love oh. it. <laughs> it drives disco. me insane. Star Trek disco, baby. It should be D I S. Oh, okay. And I'm and I'm just like, stop it. <laughs> no, it should be Star Trek Uri. <laughs> the last three. I'm sorry, but now I know I, that how that's a hot take as much as a pet peeve, but I get it. Yeah. But now I'm just seeing uh, people on the Enterprise playing a uh, uh, disco inferno mm-hmm. on the dance floor. Listen yeah. to the Bee Gees. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. I caught up on. It's only some, when Shatner comes back for a visit, right? I caught up on some comics. I caught up on Heroes in Crisis. It was only three issues away from the end, so mm-hmm. I finally finished that one. Um, some mixed feelings about that one. Gonna have to wait to see what happens. Yeah, that's fair. With Wally, um, I can't say it feels more like Tom King is talking through the characters less so the characters talking like they don't feel some of the characters don't feel like it's them it just feels like tom king saying this was my trauma mm-hmm. uh and i think that that kind of comes off in the comic i'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative if i'm honest okay um so very mixed up i gotta see what ha- what happens with wally with flash forward coming out if i'm being honest that's so f- past me now i completely forgot yeah about i think it. it's flash forward and then we'll see if doomsday clock ever ends um oh, man. hey issue 11 just came out it Whoa. did i have a theory that doomsday clock 12 might spoil flash forward and so they're waiting until flash forward is done jeez mm-hmm. who who man who knows what's going on over there because like we didn't really talk about it but like shazam's done Shazam like, 7 like, is coming out in two weeks, but it was delayed like 14 weeks. Yeah. But then after that, the rest of, it's done after that. The, yeah. it's, it's indefinitely delayed. Wow. Um, That's messed up. Yeah, and Doomsday Clock started two years ago. So yeah. what the I, hell? I, <laughs> I remember two years ago, do, we were all talking about like- Can you believe yeah. that? Two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. I looked at that date, November yeah. 2017. Yeah. That first book came out. Yeah. Jesus. That the Comic-Con, the year we went to Comic-Con- The hype. Uh, Brand, when you and I went to Comic-Con just for a day- Mm-hmm. There's a big thing for Doomsday Clock at the DC, but they're like, oh my God, I can't wait for Doomsday Clock. That's our biggest thing. And look, I want to be on record. It's good. Yeah, I, no, I that's, that's great. It's a great book. Really good. Yeah. That's good to hear. I'm happy for that. I think, I, I, I've said bef- I've said to you guys before, there's something happening between DC and Jeff Johns. Before Shazam, I would say Doomsday Clock, maybe it's just its own beast, but after Shazam, something is absolutely yeah. going on. And there's no way. Often, when, since uh, when was the last time we heard anything about the Three Jokers? Jason Fabok is still talking about it on Twitter, but he's not releasing any details about when it's coming out he's just like i'm working on it it's also yeah. just so sad because rebirth has been like the best thing to happen in dc comics yeah. in yeah. over a decade and it's and, kind of slowly like and now puttering it's, out it's not puttering out but it's like it's it's spinning on it's uh it's spinning aimlessly yeah and it's kind of waiting to get to the point of why we all got invested to begin with at rebirth and like yeah. where are we going and it feels like yes you're doing a lot of cool things with this characters but it does feel like the 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 whole DC Comics universe is waiting to make a big push forward into new storytelling, which hasn't quite happened yet. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, every single story is is not doing new storytelling. Obviously they are. Uh, but I'm saying like overall, the DC Comics feel feels like it's kind of holding its breath. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that uh, they're different companies, but Marvel can put out 12 issues every single week. Uh, and uh, for three months, and then I, they can't get one comic out in like three months. I I wonder if the thing is that you know, just in comparison of that, Hickman was working on that for two years, and you wouldn't no, no. But, but my point being, like, how long did Johns have to prep what he was doing if he'd had more time to have it ready before they decided to launch the rebirth event? But they wanted to launch the rebirth event because sales were bad. They needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I wonder where that line Even might then? be. No, obviously like there's more going on than that, but but it's I 
I wish that Johns had had more backlog to prepared for this than when they started Rebirth because and what's happened. I, we t- I feel like we talk about Doomsday Clock too much all the time for people who don't read we it. We haven't talked about it for a while. Have we not? Okay. No. It has been a while. Okay. Um, nope, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Well, for those of you who probably we were, don't remember... We were talking comparisons. Uh, no, between, I, lost, okay. I lost it. All right. Well, for those of you who probably don't remember, Doomsday Clock is the crossover between the Watchmen, ca- the Watchmen characters and the DC characters. We will absolutely talk about it when that book is done. Yeah. We are 100% talking about it, but but we're waiting. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah. I also caught up in Gideon Falls. I was about 12... I, I am wild behind on that book. I'm behind on a lot of books uh, that aren't Marvel. <laughs> Gideon Falls is fantastic. You know, I said before when I was re- when I was reading Superman or Action Comics or Heroes in Crisis even, but like it's the definition of conflicted. Like I don't know if I dislike the book, I don't know if I like the book. Um, Gideon Falls, I'm dropping every issue and I'm like, holy shit, wow, oh my god! Like I'm, dro- I'm every issue I close that I close that back cover and I'm just like, oh my god, this just changed the series forever. Uh, speaking of Jeff Lemire, uh, I picked up because he released it uh, Berserker, that first issue Berserker. Oh yeah. How is it? Hi, guys. That's a disappointing book. Oh, no. Let me tell you. Um, it's drawn beautifully, but there is literally nothing unique about that book. That is a Conan-esque character being brought to New York City. Birthright. But there, yeah, it's literally Birthright, but there's like, oh, I'm part of the, the Wolf Clan, and my wife was murdered. And it's like, it's so generic. And it's not, like, Jeff Lemire is such a better writer that I'm like, do you just have to get through the bullshit of the first part to get to the good stuff? Maybe. Because I'm like, this is super boring for a Jeff Lemire book. I was um, really disappointed. I've not seen Twin Peaks. Yes. Um... But from everything that, I, that you've told me about Twin Peaks, Gideon Falls reminds me very much of Twin Peaks. Uh, it's definitely more horror, horror-centric Gideon Falls. But yeah, uh, like crazy mysteries, murder, like uh, interesting townsfolk, small town stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the, true. The reveal of the, la- of the last arc when it was revealed that both the city and the town are both called Gideon Falls and like what that means. Like, holy shit. I think it's, it's true. I think it's so funny that you quote a coffee commercial related I to Twin Peaks care. because that's the Twin Peaks thing you know and that has nothing to do with the show. Like, not not really. Like, that's not something they say in the show. Yeah, that's that's really funny. A Japanese, <laughs> but I appreciate a Japanese commercial that, for an American. This is your in. That's how you're in on the Twin Peaks stuff and I appreciate that you're referencing you, it. You have an in and that's all I care about. Uh, my final thing is I started catching up on Hawkman. Um, which is Robert Vendetti? Yeah. Is he still doing it? Yeah. Uh, and it's, Really good. I bought that first issue and really liked it, and then I was like, I got it. He introduced it. a Kryptonian, uh, a Kryptonian reincarnation of Carter Hall. That's cool. Who, who lived on Krypton when it was being destroyed. That's really cool. Yeah, and so like Car- Carter, the story, the story of the first arc is that uh, Hawkman is going through his past selves and meeting them and talking to them. So he talks to the one who is the savior of the microverse. He talks to the one who was on Krypton at the time of his destruction. Uh, he talks to. Obviously, the one from ancient Egypt, um, and it, like he bounces back and forth. And one of the issues he's able to talk to, he's able to bring all of them to the future. Uh, a bunch of hawk boys. Yeah, and the dragon and Barbados's dragon from Dark Knight's Metal, who is a Hawkman, yep, uh, shows up. And I was like, oh my god, they just put out all the stops. I'm glad that the Dark Knight stuff is is keeping around. Yeah, it seems to have re-energized a lot of storytelling within DC. Yeah, like Hawkman, Justice League, all coming from Dark Knight. That Dark Knight Batman Metal. Superman book is directly tied to it too. Yeah, yep. Really liking it a lot, and that's pretty much all I did this week. Who wants to go next? Benjamin. God damn it. Okay. Um, I just pointed. Sorry. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and the brand jumped on that one as that part as well. Uh, I've spoken. Yeah, apparently so. Um, what did I do this week? Did you read a book? I did. You bought a game. I did. What uh, else did you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we we did a lot of recording for Base Arcade on Monday, which was my day off. I for uh, Labor Day, which was really fun. Spoilers. And, yeah, it's, it's fine. And then uh, I started watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, keyword started. I know I uh, need to watch- Netflix yeah, version? Yeah, Nef- okay. Netflix version. God, I need to get in that. And I also need to watch uh, Dragon Ball brand, so sorry I haven't started that one yet. My balls? Dragon Dragon Ball Super. My Dragon Ball Super. 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 Balls. Thank you, oh, Lord. Oh, fake nerds after dark, everyone. I just watched the latest episode. Jesus. A, a Super? Jesus, 17. Jesus. Latest, latest episode means such different things I know, to me, but, but <laughs> I, I'm with you. But 17. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Cool, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, 17's okay. cool. And yeah, also I finished uh, Rachel Litvin's book, uh, the, the Chronicles of Royal High, The Lost Noble. Finished that, and I can't... And you actually made good on your fake promise last week. <laughs> I First of all, I never promised. I hey, said this it was is a the possi- fake nerd podcast. Oh. First of all, I never promised. I said it was a possibility, and now that possibility is coming true, because Michael from Downright Nerd- Nerdy, shouts to them, they were talking to her about it, and then she messaged me and said, oh yeah, I'm totally down for uh, to collaborate for an interview. I'm like, hell yeah. Right on. Wheels are turning. She seems like a nice lady. I'd like to read her book. Yeah. I don't have time right now. I'm in it's, school. Yeah, you have school stuff. That's totally understandable. But yeah, uh, Chronicles Royal High. I freaking love it. I can't wait to read the second one. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to book two. And yes, I finally uh, bought um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm so jelly. Oh, that, that I want. I want to play it. I don't I've, have the time to play it, yeah. frankly. I, but I want to play it. Oh, the reason this. I don't know if this is a humble brag or not. But last week I was doing my fantasy football draft with a bunch of friends of mine from uh, the Nor from NorCal. And one of them was talking to me. He's like, he's also a big... We're all here. <laughs> San Francisco, San Jose. Oh. That far northern. Not in the Monterey area, buddy. My bad. It's all right. No worries. But he was talking to me because he's also a big Nintendo Switch guy. And he was like, hey, Ben, have you been playing any new games? He's like, dude, I don't have the money for it. I don't have the money. I mean, if I, I can make the time probably, but I just don't have the cash. That's my biggest problem because I'm going through a little financial straits right now. And then next thing I know... The little ching turns on my phone and I look at it. Dude gives me sixty bucks and tells me to go buy a new game. That's amazing. Just right off the bat. Look at that. And I'm over, I almost start crying. I'm in the middle of my freaking draft mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh. Nice. Sometimes so, sometimes friendship's great. Yeah. So thank you, Scott. Thank you so much. And I so I got Fire Emblem. I put like I was up way too late last night playing it, but mm-hmm. I love that game. It is so much fun. It's not just the um, tactical RPG battles that a lot of people would associate Fire Emblem with. You also have to like talk to your students. You have to teach class. You have to organize relationships. Yeah, you have to like build relationships with your students because you're leading these kids into war. And if you're wondering, I am playing on classic mode. So if my characters die, they die for good. Good. That's how you should. That's that's that, the way it should be. That's how I'm playing it. That sounds re- like medieval X Men, and I'm into it. Yeah, maybe my second playthrough, I play through casual because I just want to get through the story yeah, quicker. That's that's fair. And the house I picked, if case anyone was wondering, is Blue Lions, Rawr. which apparently the minority, is, which apparently is a minority, because every yeah. time I look on Twitter, like because Emma's playing it as Emma Fife from Schmodown, she's playing it as well. She tweets about it a lot. She picked the Blue Lions as well, so I thought, oh, maybe a lot of people do pick the Blue Lions. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm Team Blue Lions for my first playthrough. Then I probably go golden deer yeah you're gonna right once you start <laughs> playing Whenever I play yeah yeah golden because deer. because ryan's already proclaiming golden deer i guess i'm gonna be the third house in the black eagles yeah God! i think so Alrighty, just uh, to play the other avenue we'll see yeah. okay let's yeah and i finally but bought, honestly like blue lion story sounds so good i i because I, i've listened to waypoints shouts mm-hmm. to them that that's a fantastic podcast and they've talked about fire emblem three houses like four times yeah lately because oh, yeah. different because different people started playing yeah and so like each time another person started playing they started talking about this is what's happening and they were usually playing different houses too yeah. and so uh the last person to start had started it was rob zachney on that podcast and he started playing the blue lions mm-hmm. and he's talked about like hey uh like there's some there's some crazy stuff and apparently like 
if you play the the golden lion, the, the golden, golden deer. deer, or the black eagles, you like get some amount of overlap about what's going on with those other two houses, but neither one gets much about what happened with the story with the blue lions, apparently. Like, when you get to the second half of the game. They they don't know all the fine details of that as Ooh. well. So, like, blue lion stays stays relatively a mystery unless you play it. So okay. I'm, I'm pretty in- interested in that, for sure. All right. And also, apparently, they have, like, the best character in the game amongst them, which is Dudu. Yeah, Dudu is pretty cool. <laughs> That's what I hear. I, no, like, no, everybody he, from every house is like, Dudu's pretty great. Dudu, <laughs> right now, he's a tank for me. Yeah. Yeah, like, my my character, Dimitri, the the, the leader, the, the prince of the kingdom, and Dudu, they're like my three go-to tanks. Like, I have my archers. That's why I want to play this game. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so much fun. I just want to talk about this game. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna once uh, once I get home tonight, I'm probably gonna be up till five a.m. again playing it because it's like I gotta get through one more battle. I just got it. Yeah, Bless yeah, it. Dude. And uh, downright nerdy again. They because I made them an unboxing video when I got there. Uh, oh uh, yeah, package. yeah, yeah. I saw they shared that. They put it. Yeah, they. Put I watched that in their, their video. episode yeah. and then your yeah. entire video is in there. Yeah, that was awesome. It was funny because um, originally I just made it for for them, for Michael and Riley, and they'll possibly just show Dave and Rachel if they ever saw it. And there's and the all uh, last Sunday, my I was trying to get a damn video. I took on my phone, sent to him. But nothing was working until I finally figured out a, an avenue for it for him to get it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, cool, thanks, man." And he said he was gonna play in his video. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." I honestly didn't think he was, but then he did. Of course he is. And then I'm, of course he is. And He's I'm Michael not watching. I'm listening to it at while well, I'm at work. And then you hear your voice. And then I, I hear the do, and there I am. And then I quit. I sneakily look at my phone, and there I am unboxing the package. That's awesome, man. And even then, Rachel was watching this too. I was actually in the live chat with Michael and Rachel, and we had a good conversation for the whole. That's great. For a good long while. Yeah. There are a bunch of good people. They are awesome. They're awesome people. I'm excited for them to be here in December. I am excited for them to be here. I'm, I'm excited to hear them talk- a new one about Star Wars, baby. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to talk to uh, Michael and Riley. I'm excited to talk to Rachel about her book because she was talking about a whole bunch of things with uh, Michael, with uh, Downright Nerdy. I'm like, man, I want to yeah, talk yeah. to her about that too. That's awesome. Good Dem- things. Demographics. And also, I bought comics today, which made me happy. Hell That's yeah. fantastic. I probably shouldn't have, but I'm like, you know what? I need some good things in my life. Good. Yeah, you do. I bought like forty bucks worth of comics yesterday. I broke me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go next? Sure. Because I know how you want to close this out with Hawkspox, right? I mean, I <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I got the Hawkspox. <laughs> yeah, Hawk yeah. is pretty bad. Uh, BT Dubs. I was trying to get Hawkspox today. You tried to, to get the Hawkspox, and, and it wasn't did. available. Well, because the, all the other issues were solved, so I have to wait for a second printing. I'll wait for a second printing. Yeah. But I am on the Hawk. I haven't started reading all the Hawkspox because I'm waiting until I get. You've contracted it. I've got least. the books, and I want more of it. You're in silent, stage one of the infection. He's a silent yes, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I, we will. Uh, we are planning. We are planning. I know, which I mean, was which is why episode. I want to. Yeah, I know, which is why I want to read it all. But uh, the, I want to get that number one reprint of Magneto saying, "We're your new gods." I'm like, big dick energy, Magneto. Okay, re- real quick, I've bought Whoa. almost every single variant possible except for the really expensive ones. Yeah, and I was like, like an inch away from like, what if I get the the, the second covers too? <laughs> what if I get all the the second prints too? I'm like, Ryan, no, Ryan, Ryan you're really no. in it. Ryan, I, I've never I, been this hard Ryan, in buying are, ever. I don't know if you're in worse financial straits than I am. Don't. No, I uh don't worry. I life comes before comics. Okay. <laughs> Barely. That's Barely. our motto. Life before comics. Barely. <laughs> Sparky Sparks, I guess is there a I turn? bought four variants this week. Yeah, I figure that I'll go first because a lot of my stuff actually ties to Ryan anyway. Yeah, same, yeah. Um so uh some of the stuff I did this week. Uh I got real quick on our YouTube. We are now completely caught up on our podcast episodes. It took me a little bit, but they're all caught up. They have new video video intros and new video outros and holding uh, yeah. uh, visuals that go along with Jeremy's fantastic new music for us. Um, so that goes from Fake Nerd episode 155 all the way up to 158 from last week and then this one will come up real quick. We also got some of them moved into the Just the Topic section where if you just 
people who just want to listen to only our topics, which I'm sure there are some. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's something I worked on. Um, Ryan and I uh, did a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, we played. Mostly, it's mostly we, me and you. We played uh, some Gears of War four. Yes, we did the first act. Yeah, we did the first act of Gears of War four. We're getting ready to play Gears of War five because I, uh, we have access to it because of Game Pass, and so we decided to jump into Gears of War four because neither of us have played it. Real quick, guys, uh, we've talked about it before, but if you have an Xbox and you don't have Game Pass, you're truly missing out because not only are there hundreds of games available for like ten bucks a month, new games like Gears of War five, which is a brand new and game, Blair Witch and Blair Witch, they are both available on Game Pass. You can play both those games for cheaper than buying both of them. Yeah. Like it's it is the best deal ever. Yeah. Like it's so good. It, it it's pretty nuts. Um, Game passes and it has a bunch of old Xbox thing. and Xbox 360 games on there. You can uh-huh. play. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it really is awesome. But not Mortal Kombat. <sighs> the, the one <laughs> game. <laughs> the, the one game we needed so yeah. trials and ter- anyway, tribulations. Um, so yeah, we did we did that a little bit. Uh, Ryan's catching up on My Hero Academia. Hell yeah, that's uh, a he's almost show. done with season yes, two. So I was did. watching some of that with him. You were playing the theme song on our way over here today, and actually I wanted. To, so on the way season back, one theme song. I know season one, but on the way back home, I'm gonna be playing a lot of anime openings. Just warning you now. I'm into um, it. I watched some shows on my own. I was watching Winona Earp. Uh, because I'm behind on season three, so I'm trying to catch up on that uh, before season four starts. Um, and I also have been watching Voltron, yeah, the legendary Fender, uh, the DreamWorks so series excited. on Netflix. One of you finally got started on that. Uh, yeah, I'm nearly at the end of season two. Um, yeah, so that's been fun. And intermixed with that, I also caught up on Doctor Stone. That's oh, yeah, still yeah, a solid yeah. anime. Yeah, um, I'm I'm now one week behind, but uh, it's good show. Um, this is a good anime. I, I'm excited about it. Um, and I read uh, in comics, obviously I have the Hawks Pox too, so I've read all the House of X, Powers of Ten <laughs> stuff that's been going on. But I also read uh, James Tinian's newest issue, uh, the Something is Killing the Children. Right, I, I read that, that this today. morning. Yeah, uh, that's great. Good, good. Yeah, uh, really, really like Something is Heard Killing the Children. a lot of good children. buzz about that one. Uh, it is a solid introductory issue um the main not the main like one of the main characters the the focal point character i guess is very uh anime inspired but in a very western audience take and i think it works really well awesome um so i'll say that about that uh otherwise i played a little bit of dead cells it's that's funny because I was like, man, it's that, that sells us now on Game Pass. I can't wait to play it. And then you played it before I did. I did. I, I had it. some. I had some downtime where I didn't really want to watch anything, and I was waiting for stuff to buffer on the computer, and I didn't want to do any of my schoolwork. So I decided to jump into Dead Cells, um, and <laughs> that's a, a hard, that's a pretty it's easy a hardcore game. side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, it's a pretty easy game to kind of jump into and jump back out of. So I jumped into that, and that was uh, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, it's it's interesting. I, I enjoyed playing it. Well, um, it's known for being a really, really tough game, and it's yeah. it's procedurally generated every time you die. So, uh, oh wow, it keeps you keeps you on your feet. That's that's cool. You you yeah. probably like it, Ben. Probably. Yeah. I was I was going to talk about another game that I downloaded because we're I know we're going to talk about it later the Nintendo Direct that happened this week. We definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a I don't know if this is in the news or not. But what's a Nintendo? Well, Brandon, I'm glad I'm kidding. <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo. There you go. Uh, was oh yeah, so there was a game that released called a uh, Kirby Super Clash. That free to free to play mobile free bullshit. To, <laughs> free to start mobile game mobile game for Nintendo Switch, which I played for a hot second. Then I'm like, no, just just no. That game uh, is interesting. 
on the surface. Yeah. Because it's a side, it's a two D Kirby Monster Hunter game. Yeah. It's four Kirby's <laughs> versus a monster. Is four it different Smash cl- Brothers assets. It looks like it. Kinda, except there's actual health bars, not damage percentage. But I mean, it looks like Kirby from Smash, right? Yeah. Okay. It's all the different Kirby's, and there you have a, a knight, a mallet, a wizard, and a doctor, or a scientist that throws files of potions at shit. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It was it was free to download, so I did, and then I'm like, no, I don't like this, so I feels like a mobile game. So I deleted it. But it was free, so I'm like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And I gave it a shot, and I didn't like it. But I if people do stuff. like it, that's good for them. Oh. But was it free? It was free. Oh. As long as you have a Nintendo Online subscription, it's free. I know, Ben. You said it a couple times. God damn. <laughs> hey, Don't Ben, work. what's written on the ceiling? No. Don't do it. No, no, no. How was your week? <laughs> oh, it was, it was good. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm getting a drink of coffee. Hold I kinda on. W- <laughs> I kind of wish we were a video podcast just for that beat. <laughs> like, just to have that, just to have that beat. Yeah. So what you guys don't I know still is that hate, I still hate myself for almost looking up at the ceiling that one time. <laughs> I just uh, one no. time, yeah, one time. <laughs> just when, when <laughs> were there more? I can yes, only remember there's the, been more. I only remember the one. I, I remember two specifically. One. There was one when we were about to go see Christopher Robin in yes, the movie theater. That was the and one. One hundred percent looked all wasn't the way it in up. my room. But there was one in Ben's room, Ben's room where we were talking about it, and we did it again, and Ben fell for it again. <laughs> In his own home, <laughs> and we were all like Ben. We were literally just referencing it. Ben, I remember what I was speaking of was Ryan's beat of like, okay, Ryan, what what did you do this week? Drink in hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let me tell you about my coffee, guys. All right, so um, so yeah, I did most of the stuff with the Sparks this week. Um, with Xbox Game Pass, I downloaded a bunch of games and I played a bunch of games uh, just for a little bit of time. Nothing really. Uh, uh, Caught me. Substantial? Substantial. Uh, I played more Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Let me tell you real quick why uh, the game bothers me. Because Ooh. have you guys played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 or 2 at all? Negative. Nope. Yes. Okay. Even if you did, it doesn't matter. Um, That is a game that you have all the Marvel characters, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have a team of like Wolverine and Scarlet Witch and you go talk to Nick Fury... Uh, well, it's Wolverine talking. We're like, hey, Bob, hey, Nick Fury. Uh, in this game, no matter what character you're playing as, it's just generic dialogue. So, oh, so, and the problem is, like, let's say I just got the Wasp added to my team. Mm-hmm. I'm playing as the Wasp. I go and talk to a character, and that character says, hey, have you talked to the Wasp? And then you as the Wasp saying, no, I haven't talked to the Wasp. It's super lazy. Oh, no. It's super lazy. Oh, it really no. sucks. Yeah, and there's so many little things that I'm just like, man, these games from like 15 years ago are better than this game in, in, in certain aspects. Like, it's a very simple game, and I'm just like, the further I get along to it, I'm like, man, again, the story's really fun, and like, the combat's nice. There's, you do not unlock any more moves. There's one additional costume that you have to really uh, work hard to get, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a one-and-done kind of game, I guess, oh, right. but they have all this DLC coming out. I'm uh, so sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just like... I just really want to play those other games. No, again. because <laughs> I was really looking forward to Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three because I remember the hype for the last two games. I yeah. thought, oh, hey, return it is to form. Absolutely this is worth great. playing once for sure. But like, if you if it's like, there's not a lot of extra content. It is uh, a you're gonna play the story and then it's gonna sit on the shelf, I'm, <laughs> which is kind of a shame. That yeah. is a shame. Um, but again, like the characterization is what I'm I'm still there for, and now that stuff's really great. Okay. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's get to the Hawksbox real quick. Woo-hoo! So you you get read his manly voice on. You read Hawksbox four. I read, me, it House, House read it all, baby. House of X. All right, so uh, I'm not going to get uh, into too much spoilers. But please this, don't. This is, I, I no. have them literally right next to us. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to spoil it any uh, either, but um, this is a truly great comic, and this might be the best single-issue comic of the year, and it's not just me saying that. I've seen a lot of people say that. Um, death in comics is a mostly trivial thing at this point, right? Characters die all the time. Uh, a lot of the time it's done for uh, business reasons, you know, to kill the character off, you know, get a new character in. It's never done for really good story reasons. Um, the last issue of House of X set up a cliffhanger 
uh, of of the XJ, uh, X-Jet exploding, and then we're like, oh, what happened? And everyone thought, oh, they'll just bamf out of there, you know, nothing bad will happen. You cut to the beginning of this issue, and people are already dead. I'm not going to say who or anything. This entire issue is all the X-Men almost dying, pretty much all of them. And it is traumatic, and it is truly heartfelt, and the moments that the characters have with each other are some of the best written stuff I've read in comics in my entire life. Some of the best written in X-Men interactions. For, for real. It is, it, is, it is emotional, and it is impactful, and you don't have to know anything about the X-Men. It is just so beautifully written, like the stuff between two friends talking, knowing they're about to go die. And it's, it's super, super impactful. And I, I watched a bunch of videos because I, I wanted a bunch of different opinions because I got the Hawkspox. Everyone's got the Hawkspox. And when I first started t- talking about this X-Men relaunch before it actually happened, I was under the mindset of like, hey, they should do something different for the X-Men. You know, get away from the, the oppressed thing. Do something new. That was very white of me to say realizing that now because this book is filled with tragedy and deals with things that minorities and people of color and lgbt people deal with at all the time so a lot of these videos i watched were people of color and people in the lgbt community saying that this issue was is the most impactful comic they've read in their entire life it is super beautiful and it's really sad and the thing that's so powerful about it is at the end when xavier is looking at his mission that has failed basically and again this is a spoiler all the x-men are coming back you've seen the covers for all these books they're all coming back but that's not the point it's the point that the x-men keep dying and nobody cares and xavier gives a speech at the end that's like every time this happens people just look away no more and it's f- and then it's just like four pages of newspaper printings of every time mutants have been killed, been murdered, and it's just no more, no more. And then it's one huge image of no more. And it is the most emotional I've been in a comic in maybe my entire life. It is so beautiful and it is so resonant. And it's like I can't believe I wanted to get rid of the X-Men history because this is their history. They are an oppressed people. And no more. After a while, it's been 60 years and they've never fought back. And now you can now people are like, oh, why Xavier being a dick in issue one? We know why now. It's because 16 million of them were murdered in 2000. And then uh, Scarlet Witch got rid of all the mutants. And they are an oppressed people that it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful to read. And uh, I'm getting very emotional just even thinking about it. But uh, why don't you take over Sparks real yeah, quick? Yeah, those, la- those last pages are super effective, the ones related to Xavier. You know what it reminds me of? There was an issue. I don't remember the issue, uh, so forgive me. But it was Black Widow talking to someone after Hawkeye died. Or quote unquote died. Yes. And and black and was like, well, what does it matter? I mean, you guys die all the time, and you come back. And and black was like, I don't know that he's coming back. Like I understand. We don't a have lot a guarantee. Of, we don't have a guarantee. A yes. Lo- a lot of us have, but like, you know, we don't know for sure. What if this is the one that sticks? What if I never see my that friend is, again? Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. I'm like, yeah, people die in comics all the time, and they always come back. But for the X Men, that's that's their standard. That's their normal. Every big comic about the X-Men is all of them getting killed. And because and, they are a metaphor for real life, for people oppressed. And this is Hickman going, hey, what if the oppressed actually fought back? What if, you know, they really had a revolution um, and they happen to have superpowers? Uh, so it is, it is the most exciting time in comics, uh, probably honestly since Secret Wars, which Jonathan Hickman wrote, funny enough. Oh. Uh, but it's like, when you read a lot of comics, it just sometimes they feel like fluff. And this feels real and it feels impactful and like no beat is wasted there's not a wasted panel it is and the the humans are the bad guys i sympathize with the humans because the x-men are murdering their friends too and it's like it's it's a really hard book to read uh but that's what that's what really gets me because it's like you can tell the fun popcorn stories of of the x-men playing softball and that's all fun but like but the X-Men are about oppression, and it's really cool that Hickman's not running away from it. He's embracing it, and it's really powerful. Yeah. I, I commend it. it it's feel, again, this feels like an image book that happens to have 60 years of history. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. It's really good. 
That's, that's my really, diatribe. Really that's my uh, that's my hawk's pox, and I'm sticking to it. All right, shall we get started into our bread and butter then? Oh, have we not been doing that? No. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, we've go. had longer ones before. Yeah. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then, to get started, uh, Nintendo Direct. Oh, this is where we're starting off? Yeah, start with the big stuff first, yeah. I believe. Um, so, question. Answer. For someone who... You know, not, I'm not into video game, mm-hmm. the video game fandom as much as you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is Nintendo Direct? Um, Nintendo, Mini E3s. Yeah, essentially it's their, like, uh, I want to say maybe like state of the company, or they're like, hey, this is what we're doing, this is what's coming out. It's basically like, you know, E3, it's like, hey, this is the big announcement for the year. Nintendo, instead of going to E3, they just do that every couple months for themselves. Like, yeah. hey, here's what's coming out in a couple months. It's like every oh, four every four months there's a new Direct, yeah. and it's like, hey, this is, what we're get, this is what we're working on, this is what's coming out, and here's new stuff. Okay, well, I guess some of the new stuff is that some SNES games are coming yes, to the Switch. Yes, this is a, actually a, a really big one, and actually this is the basis of my article for Old School Gamer that I wrote this, this week. This is basically Game Pass for Nintendo. Yeah, yeah essentially. It's, it's good. Um, so if you own and a Nintendo Switch... And you can get a controller, an yeah, SNES controller. Yes, you can. That's cool. Yeah, if you're, a part, if you're a member of the Nintendo Switch Online thing, which is like PlayStation Plus, except it's 20 bucks for the whole year, yeah. you can play NES games... Like I want to say, thirty-five, maybe forty NES games for free. It's, it's a good chunk. It's an app on the system that you can download if you have the online service. It's free, no they problem. They say the launch will include twenty SNES yes. titles. Yes, and they just did a new one for the Super Nintendo. And a lot of those, ga- I want to say, half of those games that are on the SNES app are not on the classic edition that came out a few years prior. Yeah, because that's what Fanny was kind of giving me a little shit for when I told her about it. I was like, yeah, but all those games are on your classic. I'm like, but not all these. And just like what um, the NES one, they're gonna keep releasing more games as the year goes by. Let me tell you, actually, hearing about this news, uh, kind of really want to get a Switch because they're putting Star Fox on there. Yeah, and I really want to play the original yes, Star the, Fox the original for free. For free, if you have Nintendo oh, Online, man. which is yeah. twenty dollars for a year. Yeah. I've been wanting them to remaster Star Fox for years. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars for a year. For the whole. And best thing is Nintendo. When they were announcing the service before, because uh, orig- originally their p- fans were like, hey, let's get the virtual console back. Nintendo's like, no, we're not going to do the virtual console, which is where you pay like four or five bucks for a SNES or NES game. Mm-hmm. And it's like an- you download it on your Switch or your um, Wii U or whatever. Everything was always piecemeal. This is like a yeah. nice whole thing. This is straight up. is like if you have the online thing. You can play these games as long as you want, for as much as you want. They're yours. And it's a lot of great games, like a lot of Mario games, Metroid. Well, yeah. for the Super Nintendo, it has like the obvious ones, like Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Link to the Past, Star Fox, Metroid, Super Metroid. It's already worth it. But even I started playing Breath of Fire, which is a Capcom Squaresoft mm-hmm. uh, um, RPG oh, yeah. that I just started. And I'm like, hey, this is actually kind of cool. And a lot of those games are not on the Super Nintendo Classic, which I am still happy to own. So this is, this is like, we're living in a new, in a golden age of retro video games. It's it's funny because Nintendo is, is very uh, regressive in terms of like they just got like o- like online yeah. recently. Like they're very behind in terms mm-hmm. of like like the Xbox and PS4. So this is the first time they were like, hey, we have like a Game Pass thing for you guys, and everyone's yeah. like, wait, really? Yeah, <laughs> you guys are actually doing something modern and progressive, crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually think this is a really good idea. Oh, this is um, this is great because you can play a lot of those classic games. The cartridges, the original cartridges, are super hard to find. They're Nintendo- super expensive. I mean, like we we have like Sega and, and stuff like that, but like Nintendo's yeah. really like the old school no, Nintendo company. I've I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Nintendo does their retro stuff right. Mm-hmm. They're or at least they're doing it the best out of everyone else. I mean, Sega's trying releasing their mini later this month, 
but Nintendo is like, we are making all these classic games readily available for you to play on almost all their systems. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I'm into yeah, it. I'm I'm really happy about this. This is so cool. Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox is on there, Brandon. You, Love you Star can Fox. play it. Um, if you got a Switch. Yeah, if you got a Switch. It's or technically can... the cheapest console. So. Hey, yeah. uh, Sparks, I'm going to borrow your Switch so I can play Star Fox. Thanks uh, for that. Thanks sorry, so you can't. It's already on loan to Ryan. I mean, hey, Ryan, I'm going to borrow your Switch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sparks, I'm giving you back the Switch. I got too much responsibility, my man. <laughs> I don't like this. Anybody? Oh, sweet. Mine's my own. You yeah. can't get mine, suckers. Um Anyone care about Overwatch? Yes, all oh, of us yeah. do. Over, yeah, Overwatch for the Switch. That's cool. I mean, I already have it on PS4, so yes. I don't. Yes. I don't I'm need it. On no. Mobile, mobile, mobile Overwatch. Mobile Overwatch is great. That's that is fantastic. a huge plus for uh, Nintendo Switch that, fans. That almost makes me want to get a Switch for Overwatch on the go. Overwatch is great, guys. And and my favorite thing is that it's your same account and characters across all consoles. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you'll log into your Blizzard account, your same characters, your same costumes, so I can like play my same people on the Switch. If I come home, I want to play with other friends who only are on the PS4. I can jump on my PS4. I'm still playing the same stuff. That's oh, amazing. that's so cool. Yes, yeah. it's great. Oh yeah, they are. They're also doing like a cross uh, save thing for uh, um, or something. It's it was an RPG that was really something something two. Mm. Divinity Sin? Oh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Thank yes. you. That that's, one, a P- yeah. that's PC. Yeah, yeah crossover. that's coming on the Switch, and they're that's doing so cool, man. Yeah, they're doing cross saves. But I want to say, besides the SNES news, and also they are selling a controller, which is only to Nintendo Switch Online members for 30 bucks. Yeah. So if you have the service, you're going to get emails. That's eventually. a sweet-ass controller. Right? Yeah, it is. The for $30? Yeah. I want it so bad, but I don't need it. It's like the S- the NES ones, the two uh, yeah. controllers. I'm just glad they're not charging like 70 effing dollars, well, <laughs> like the Joy-Cons and all well, that. Well, the NES ones, they, you came with two of them. This oh, one's nice. only one. That's still so. It's still not sixty bucks. Essentially, it's uh, thirty bucks a controller. Yeah, that's essentially, fine. which is which is great. Um, what was I gonna say? The big one of the biggest news besides Banjo Kazooie coming out that same day because mm. I remember when Banjo was announced back at E three in June. He they said winter, so I thought, oh, it's gonna be a while. I'm pretty sure it's still hundred degrees here, so it's yeah, not winter. But they released it on the on that what was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, one of Wednesday. Those days. Yeah, they released Banjo Kazooie on that Wednesday. They revealed a new fighter, Terry Beauregard from Fatal Fury, which yeah. is a Neo Geo SNK game. And the He's one cool that guy. broke my it might in my mind broke my freaking internet. There's gonna be more. Well, more of, co- of course there characters. is. Characters. Of course well, there is. Yeah. What the shit? Of course there were gonna be more. I didn't. I thought they were gonna do five, and that was it. Not nah, all, oh, baby. Oh, I don't think you can play enough fighting stand, games. Man. Yeah, yeah. Standard fighting games always have more than one season of fighting. Especially in the modern oh. era, there's like two or three. Yeah. Soul Calibur only had one. Mm. Soul Calibur's a little older now. Yeah. I mean, like we're talking Mortal Kombat, Dragon Ball Fighters, multiple. Seasons oh my god, of dude! Yeah. There's like characters. thirty characters. Yeah, but they fighters. release about like like Mortal Kombat. There's like what five or six characters, right? Pack one, yeah. In pack one, but the point is there's that g- there's going to be more packs. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Jeez. Ben. This is a thing in fighting games. There are always more packs. Of course, there were going to be more for Smash. Smash is such well, a smash hit, if you'll excuse me. Yes. Well, apparently, I am ignorant. Get and out. I don't. Now it's cool, Doc. <laughs> All right. Apparently, it's only am, a good thing knowing more. I characters. only knew that they were going to have five DLC characters because that's what they did for Smash Wii U and 3DS. I just I wasn't shocked. Yeah. When they said I that. was. No, I mean like I, I was I didn't, happy. I didn't know that there would be a second pack, but once Smash was doing the numbers on the Switch that it was, I was like, "There's going to be a second pack." They want to keep this game going. Of course, there's yeah. going to be a second pack. Well, because the whole thing is like. I don't think they'll release another Smash game for Years. a long time. They'll Years. just add things to this one. They yeah, have this, no this reason yeah. to the, this make is a the new big one. There's a reason why the the subtitle for this game is Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, yeah there's no reason to make a new one until, uh, no. frankly, until they make a new console. Exactly. Years from now. Yeah. I mean, 
personally, I would like for a new Mario Kart, Mario Kart Nine, but that's just me. And I mean, Mario <laughs> Kart Eight already is fine. The funny thing is, they're actually re-releasing Mario Kart Mario Kart Eight again with like a super like Game of the Year edition with all the stuff Jeez. again because they've already released it once. Yeah, and it's coming back. No, out they again. released it. They released they re-released it twice. Uh, oh, because it was on the Wii U. It right? was. It yeah, originally yeah. came out on the Wii U. The third release, and then it came out. It was a launch. It was like a two month later launch yeah. title for the Switch, wow. and now they're doing it again. <laughs> Guys, I mean, they don't they don't know how to make Mario Kart new. People still it's, buy it though. It yeah. is. Yeah, it's. Uh, what else on Nintendo that they talked about? Well, I mean, for me, Trials of I mean, Mana. Look- I have the list. So. Oh, sorry, sorry, Brandon. Well, can, I don't think I have that. What is that? It's Trials. They had a trailer for Trials of Mana, which is a remake of a Mana of a Mana game that was never released in the United States. Mm-hmm. It the mm-hmm. original Japanese version is tr- like translated and everything is available in the collection of Mana. There's a physical release and a download. Uh, thing for Nintendo. I actually almost bought that instead of Fire Emblem on uh, on a Saturday, but I went with Fire, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Yeah, but you didn't. Yeah. Well, uh, what's that- the mana with you? Uh, damn. No secret there. Oh uh, damn! I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. What's the motto? Yeah. Yeah, but um, but the that one is the original 16-bit version from that you would have played on a Super Nintendo. This one is completely HD, voice acted. You can jump in this game, so it's. Uh, for me, my RPG heart is screaming with joy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to Trials of Mana. And also, it's coming out next April, so I have a long time to go to play it. Yeah, you do. What is Deadly Premonition 2? It's a sequel to oh. Deadly Premonition 1. Well, yeah. No, I know that. I uh, Deadly that Premonition out. is only a game I'm aware of because uh, uh, it's a Japanese Twin Peaks game. Uh, oh, wow. Literally, it is directly inspired by Twin Peaks. It's about a murder in a small town, and you're an FBI, FBI agent who goes to investigate. Uh, it's super crazy, super weird. The fact that it's getting a sequel is mind-blowing because that is a cult classic if i've ever seen one and the original uh was released that day it was for, released uh, that day yeah for the switch it's amazing um i guess they're also going to release doom 64 yep yep that one uh, i mean okay cool it's not the best game to be honest star wars jedi knight 2 jedi outcast yeah. and jedi academy oh, which so is even better. i didn't hear about jedi academy those both, yes both those, those are uh maybe the best like legacy star wars games yeah for ben, real. ben doesn't read when i type Jedi Knight, Jedi no, Academy. I, no, no. I I was be- I believed you, but when I was watching the direct, it only talked about Jedi Outcast. I got I got you. I got right. you. But Jedi I'm Academy is about that- Luke Skywalker reopening a temple in Yara's Padawan. Yeah, no, but both of those games I'm excited for because you're right, as you said, they're legacy games and they're no longer canon in the Star Wars universe. So those coming to Switch and they were Xbox exclusive. But they're canon in your heart. Just like, exactly. Just like Ken said, the emotional canon. Mm-hmm. True that. Very true. E canon. But the one of the big thing is because both of those games were Xbox exclusives. I played the hell out of it. And now, because I remember some time ago, right, I was talking about how Nintendo and Xbox or Microsoft are getting very buddy-buddy with each other. Uh-huh. Microsoft's just I like wonder, having sex with everyone it wants, I wonder if dude. another awesome. Xbox Star Wars exclusive might become part of Switch, like... Old Republic? Republic Commando. <gasps> oh, Republic Listen, if they, if they definitely did out Jedi Outcast 2 and Jedi Academy, uh, they will absolutely do. <laughs> Brandon will buy a Switch <laughs> that <laughs> moment. <laughs> The second Republic Jedi Commando Republic Commando so comes that out. So, so good. Dope. So I could, good. I could see Brandon screeching out of his garage, driving to get this nearest store you right now, to buy a this, Switch and, Jedi, and a Republic Commando. I'm telling you right now, if Republic Commando comes to Switch, we're doing, uh, we're letting Brandon do a basement arcade. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> I wouldn't, I would so allow it if he wasn't able to do it. I was like, no, Brandon has to be that, here for Republic Commando. That game is so good. I think I still have it for the Xbox. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Witcher three is coming also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is, um, it's incredible that they put that huge ass game mm-hmm. on the Switch 
from everything I've heard, don't play that game on the Switch if you don't have to because no. it is graphically degraded so much. I have, so much. I have it on my PS4. It's waiting for yeah. me to go. I bought it on sale, so I'm... If it's the I'll, only way to play it, that's awesome. Having yeah. a portable, which was great. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a huge game, so it's oh, going to yeah. look bad. Oh, I know how big it is. It's going to look bad. But I'm fine with anything, just playing on my PS4. Anything else you guys were super excited for? Animal uh, Crossing looks incredible. I'm does. super excited for that. The, uh, Pokemon Sword, Star, Stars yeah, and Garters, Poke- what's uh, Pokemon... Pokemon... Pokemon Sword and Shield. There you go. That that one's coming out. Pokemon they... Stars and Garters. <laughs> that's like ten years down the line. Hell yeah. That's the, like the Canadian. Offering. No, there's a re- no the region of it's like the Sodar region and it's based on Southern United States. I reckon. <laughs> oh man. There, oh, Return of the Oberdin is a cool, a really cool um indie game that oh, yeah. got a lot of acclaim. Th- that's all monochrome. That actually looks pretty yeah. trippy. Luigi Mansion Three. That looks cool. I'm, I'm interested in it, but I'm not like I'm not. It. I'm not a big. What's this? A uh, Super Kirby Clash? We talked. Oh about yeah, it. that's the mobile game that I played for a hot second. And said no. Okay. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. So there's some yeah. cool stuff coming. Heck oh, yeah, dude. Oh, lot. So I guess the, like the showstopper. Oh, the biggest sport. game that we didn't talk about: Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2020. Uh, oh yeah, I, I was gonna bring that up. Just kidding. You guys. know what? That game looks good. And once again, good on Nintendo for bringing back more of the retro stuff because there's a bunch of like ten events in that game that are all the original retro sprites. To be fair, I've only heard good things about this Also, just real quick, in tandem with the Nintendo when we were talking about the Star Wars games, those Star Wars games coming to Switch are also coming to the PS4, just to be clear. Oh, they okay. are coming to the PS4 oh, as cool. well. Oh, yeah. okay. Lucasfilm awesome. announced that just after the Nintendo Direct. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Okay. That's even better. Sweet. That's cool. But I'm honestly kind of more excited to have it on the Switch. I'm not going to lie. But There's the- something about playing these older games that they're bringing back that's more fun to do on the Switch than the yeah. PS4 for yeah. some reason. Yeah, I feel that. Um, to go back to Mario and Sonic, I've actually heard those Olympic games are really good because before so the I. Olympic games were kind of like, eh, they're kind of borderline not the greatest. And now ever since they start, uh, Nintendo and Sega has been doing this. They put like, Mario in it. Well, yeah, they put Mario and Sonic in it because it's not like, who, which country do you want to play as? It's like, hey, play as Mario and Sonic and you're in the X games. Ben, call me when they make a Hanna-Barbera uh, Olympics game. Did they? Well, there's a no, TV series. Oh, okay. Mm. There's a small little TV bit shorts that uh, did the, 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 the Winter Olympics games. I want a oh, wacky cool. racers video game. It's really weird. All right. Um, shall we move on? Yes. Sure. All right. So some uh, quick quick news. Um, let's start here. Crisis and Infinite Earths has cast another hero from Legend of Tomorrow. Another one? Uh, Jonathan Sheich nah, is reprising his role as Jonah Hex for Crisis and Infinite Earths. Cool. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Cool. Um, Lord of the Rings cast Will Poulter. That's Swamp Thing Man, isn't it? Um, no. Oh, just kidding. It's the guy from Where the Millers, the kid. Oh, just oh, kidding. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Maze Runner. Uh, Got it. Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Was <laughs> he good. also in Bandersnatch? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's been slowly w- making his way up in the That's in, good. in the world. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. He's no longer the dweeby kid. Now he's the douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Real upgrade. But yeah, he's he's a, got one of those faces. Yeah, I feel yeah, for him, but he's got one of those faces that they like to use those for that punch, kind of character. You mean those punchable faces? Yeah, yeah. the kind like yeah. Bowers from it. He's got yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so Less he, uh, uh, we don't know who he's playing, but he is cast in the Lord of the Rings uh, TV series. Awesome, cool. good for so him. Be cool. Uh, and finally, uh, on casting, Mission Impossible Seven. Sorry, I'm going to say it how this happened because it was so cool. Christopher McQuarrie tweeted a picture of Haley Atwell on the, on the folder of the Impossible Mission Force folder, and he said. Haley Atwell, should uh, your mission, should you choose to accept it? And Haley Atwell posted the same picture as a mission accepted. I'm so excited, guys. Haley right. Atwell will be a Mission Impossible 7. That's a good way to announce I'm a casting. so glad she's getting something big For that real. isn't yeah. MCU related. Too. Me oh, too. Man. Poor she's girl gonna, deserves it. She's probably going to kick ass too, man. Uh, yeah. She will. 
I ooh. Yeah, I'm I, so excited. Somewhere somewhere at Disney they're going all right, maybe we bring back an Asian Hunger <laughs> show, guys. <laughs> Let's think about hey, it. Hey, so, uh, Brandon, before the movie comes out, um, strap me down and make me force me down for a Mission Impossible marathon. Oh, force me down. Ooh, all right. Four hey. through wow, current. this is a kinky Mission Impossible Not viewing. like that. I'll, I'll just... Okay, I mean, you gotta sure, rewatch three, buddy. Okay, I'll rewatch three. It's a good one. It's, it's important. Yeah. yeah. Do I is. need to watch one because I've never seen one? No. Yes. yes. Uh, I think you should. I think, I think if we're doing this, you should watch one. Should I watch two? No, it is good. No, it is good. No, you don't need two. You can skip two. You can okay. Skip two. You can always skip two. So far, okay. there is nothing from two that has come back. Okay. Yeah. Nor do I think there ever will be. <laughs> watch, um, the, watch there will be. <laughs> it becomes the Thor of the Dark World of Mission Impossible. Oh, no. <laughs> for the end game. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm so I'm so excited. I've been seeing Haley Atwell a lot of, in a lot of bits parts. She played the teacher in um, that one movie done by the girl who did Bride and Prejudice shit with the Indian guy. Um, mm, blinded by blind. the light. Blinded. It's um, awesome. Yeah, she was the teacher in that one. Uh, I just found out she was in an episode of Twi- uh, not Twin Peaks. Um, I was, I would remember that. <laughs> what was that show? Uh, Dark Mirror uh, with uh-huh. Donald Gleason. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I I found out about that because I was she looking. was Cinderella's mom once. She was Cinderella's mom once. Uh, I love Haley Atwell. I love when I see her. By the way, same. Um, I, w- I was looking. At, I found that out because I was I was looking up uh, trailers for. Uh, Serenity, the Matthew McConaughey and uh, Anne Hathaway right. film from from this year. Woof. Oh yeah, and oh, uh, I didn't know what that movie was about until I was listening to How Did This Get Made, mm-hmm. and now I know what that movie's about. And I'm like, what the ever loving shit? Yeah, I would watch it. <laughs> me too. I'm like de- deathly curious. I'm like, Do you know, what? Uh, tell me off air because I want to know what's about. Yeah, if it's on How Did This Get Made, it's entertaining enough to watch. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, it's wow. Yeah. Um, do you guys know what? You, so Ryan, I, you know. I'm, I'm I was aware. figuring it was about a space, yeah. uh, about a firefly class spaceship with. Uh, uh, nope, um, nope, nope. No, take my love, no. take my land. Um, so yeah, so though kind of weird that that breaks the movie title rule for some reason. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know why that got to have that movie title, but just anyway, the, just the word. Um, no, I know, but usually like there's a whole thing. Like the Butler was within a certain be, amount of years. The Butler needed to be retitled Lee Daniels the Butler. Oh, that's true. Like yeah, uh, yeah. and also and also <laughs> the Last Airbender. Gonna be called Avatar: The Last Airbender because of James Cameron. True that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Haley Atwell and Mr. Muscle Seven. Man, very excited. Very excited. Quick, like Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, is just like so he made like the last two Mission Impossible movies. Right. He directed the last. two, He right? directed the last two, but yeah. he wrote the last three. Okay. So yeah. So after that last one, which was uh, Fallout, the last one, right? The movie's, yes. the uh-huh. movie's dope as hell. They're like, hey, Chris, just keep making them. Take all the money. Cast who and you want. Even, even McQuarrie, like listening to Chris McQuarrie, he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm good. I don't, I'm done. I, I, no more Mission Impossible films. I didn't even want to come back for for six. And they signed on for two more. Yeah. Because like, just like the love. And he's uh, like, I just came. can't stop. <laughs> the mission's always there. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Haley, the, only, the only worry is uh, Haley Atwell um, does kind of fill the same role that Elsa fills. Yeah, um, Faust. And, also Faust. Uh, Re- 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 Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. Uh huh. Um, so I'm I'm kind of wondering maybe uh, Haley Atwell is Rebecca Ferguson's uh, Henry Cavill from Fallout. Mm, yeah. Okay. Like the the anti Ooh, the anti Re- Rebecca Ferguson. Talk sexy to me. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Right. That Evil kind of Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. I'd, I'd love it. I love <sighs> Haley Atwell. Yeah. I'll let her be a bad guy. Hell yeah! Right. I'm into it. I love, All right, I love Haley Atwell. Step on me, senpai. <laughs> I, was like, I was literally about to say a step on me jump, but I was like, nah, that's probably we're a little too sensual right now. <laughs> Sorry, I love it. Sorry, I met. That's uh, what do you meet her? That's Edelgard yeah. in I, Three Houses. She, you see her like step on me, senpai. Please, <laughs> Nani? <laughs> no, I met I met Haley Atwell once at a convention. And it was the most beautiful day of my life. Oh, um, 
All right. So speaking t- of beautiful Tomb Raider. Oh, oh, okay. sure. Um, yeah. Wait, what's Tomb Raider in the news for? Okay, so Tomb Raider is in the news because it has a new director. Oh, Tomb Raider Two is happening. And it oh. has a release date, and the director is Ben Wheatley. Me? No, wait, no. My, my last line is not Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. The actor. The oh. actor and director. He's the director of Fighting with My Family. It's awesome. Oh. I'm sorry, Ryan, but the second you said the actor, my brain went cut to Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy Tomb Raider's getting another movie. Yeah. So am I. And ben, ben Wheatley is a super interesting choice. He's the he's you guys will know him. Well, Ben, you'll probably readily know him from Portal Two. He's the guy. He's the he's the evil orb that follows you in Portal Two. Mm-hmm. I've never played Portal Two. I, I, no, I, I have played Portal I have. Two. I've only played the co-op of Portal Two. We're with two. you. I get you. Okay. Well, yeah, then I, I have no you. idea where you've seen Ben Wheatley. Oh, uh, Jojo Rabbit's trailer has Ben Wheatley in it. Oh, okay. tall. He's a tall, skinny white guy with the red hair. Gotcha. All oh, right. he's in Good Boys. That's true. Ben Wheatley's in Good Boys. Yeah, yeah. He's in a bunch of movies I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, he's in Free Fire and High Rise. Yep. Yeah, Free Fire. He's also the director in Free Fire. Okay, cool, cool. God, yeah. Ben Wheatley was so good in Good Boys. Good Boys, yeah. I still need to see that. Um, yeah, Ben Wheatley, he's the director of Free Fire, uh, Fighting With My Family. Awesome, but he's directing he is Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider 2. 2. That is awesome, because I felt nice. like Tomb Raider deserved a sequel. Me too, I'm I really happy doing this. I, I know people get that movie a little bit of shit, but I still really enjoy that movie. It's, it's a fine movie. It's st- it stays true to the game, but doesn't I wanted, force feed the game down I feel, your throat. I feel much you. in the same way about Tomb Raider that I do about Warcraft. The yeah, setup I, is there. I'm oh, more yeah. interested in its sequel uh, than I am this which, movie. Which is funny. You would think I would have seen Because War- all the elements are there that you want to see more of. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what's funny? I've seen Tomb Raider. I've never played... Oh, okay. I've never played either Tomb Raider or Warcraft. But I wanted to see Warcraft the most, and I didn't see it. I was like kind of lukewarm. You're not missing out. Um, I, I disagree. I think Ben would get a lot of out, out of Warcraft. Know? Half of that movie is really The good. orc stuff is like truly Everything good. in the orcs with the orcs is a, is a really good movie. And a good metaphor for, again, oppressed uh, people. Okay. Honestly, honestly, that's really good. Like, Warcraft is not bad. It's just not as good as it could be. Yeah. Right. Um, but Ben Wheatley is a really off, off-kilter off choice. This he doesn't seem not, like an action guy. This is not the kind of movie he normally does. So yeah, I'm kind of... He did Fighting With My Family. Fighting With My Family. Is that the wrestling? Yeah, no, with Florence Pugh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Free Fire, which is the one with Brie Larson. Right, Coldplay. okay. Um, okay, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Army okay. Hammer is in that one, too. Uh, I like the movie. Cool. Um, yeah, so this is a, he's a really off-kilter choice. Um, I'm super interested to see what... This is kind of like a Taika Waititi doing Thor. Yeah, okay. Like, this is this is what the, the equivalent. And I'm kind I'm of so, into this. I'm so happy. Yeah. Well, excuse the pun, but hopefully they'll catch lightning in the bottle with this one. Um, Amy Jump is uh, has already been attached to screenwriter, uh, and she is actually uh, Ben Wheatley's wife. For Tomb Raider, cool. Yeah, Sweet. she was already tested to write the script for Tomb Raider. Cool. Um, she's the she's a scriptwriter for a lot of his movies, Free Fire, um, Fighting with My Family. A working awesome. relationship. Okay. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting. I'm super stoked for that. Heck Me yeah. too. Yeah. Um, you wanted to bring up a couple things before we get into trailers, right, Sparks? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a huge fan of Orphan Black. I'd really like for everyone else to become a huge fan of Orphan Black at some point. But I'm a fantastically huge fan of that show. That show ended at five seasons. It was really great. Um, they just announced this week that on hold on i'm gonna pull up the date uh so serial box is releasing an audio drama on boop 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 excuse me oh where's the date he is looking for the date he I had know. it and then his phone decided to on september 12th orphan black the next chapter narrated entirely by tatiana maslani who's the main actress and if you know anything about the show she plays clones of herself yeah. throughout the entire show so she plays several different characters all played by her so they're doing that with an audio drama which i'm super interested in how that's going to work uh because you won't have the visual cues but you'll be hearing that voice through those different characters and how well she'll be i have faith in her she did an excellent job differentiating those characters so i bet she can do it here too she's um, in uh, she's in three below 
Yeah. So right now, uh, uh, if you pre-order it, you can get it for a lower price of $10 if anybody's interested. I'm absolutely doing this because I'm a huge fan and I'm super excited that they're doing this audio drama with her coming back. Awesome. Very excited. Uh, so if you're an Orphan Black fan, check it out. Cool. Um, Did you ever remember what the second thing was? Yeah. Uh, hey, are you a fan of Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. Yeah, you like Cowboy Bebop? I watched a few you episodes, like Cowboy but Bebop? I, w- okay, I um, would want to watch Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, so uh, on I Netflix right it. now, Carol and Tuesday is the new anime by the director of uh, the creator of Cowboy Bebop. Oh, cool. And apparently it's very, very good. Ooh. So I just want to share the news that that dropped this week, and it's been a big deal being talked about in the anime community. Man. Um, I have not watched it myself, but it's, it. it's part one of a two-part thing and all of part oh, one is out. no like part one is multiple episodes oh, okay. but it's only the first half of the story okay okay uh i yeah, got news oh uh i just think it's cool because i like her uh, charlie theron is, is going to be in fast nine and cypher again she posted of a course. picture that she's oh, back yeah. I'm like, that's awesome that's cool that it's just, I, I figured i figured she was coming yeah. back they, they announced it a while back that she was returning but i do like the picture and everything she has a cool like, haircut yes. also i like no how the, more dreads i'm pretty sure they said that she's back for nine and ten uh, just super quick. Do you think they're going to tie in the Hobbs and Shaw uh, uh, not in organization? Not in this movie. Okay. Uh, I don't see why. Because she's a know. tech lady. But I don't know because uh, Hobbs, uh, Dwayne Johnson is pretty like, this is my new spinoff franchise. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I could see it. All right. Uh, all right so still, we, what we don't know is we still don't. No one has said if Dwayne Johnson is in nine. Right. He's not in nine for sure. I think right. Yeah. He's not in nine. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we don't know if he's in ten or not. Ten's the big boy. Ten's. Oh yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he wants. What to if they just call it Fast X? I don't think that's so much what it is. I think it's anyway. Fast X. Uh, we we don't need to get into it. All right, moving on to some trailers. Uh, let's do it. T talk. Let's do it this way. Bad Boys for Life. Release what you gonna do? Uh, this is the third Bad Boys film, not directed by Michael Bay this time. No. Um, I don't know who's directed by. Uh, I I, don't I agree know. with you I'm that I think the up. title Bad Boys for Life. Eliminating the four from it is you can't now you can't make a fourth movie yeah. called Bad Boys for Life. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. But just when you hear it, it sounds like it should on. be the fourth Bad Boys forever. Uh, uh, actually, Brandon, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. All right, <laughs> they should change the title of this one to say Bad Bo- Boys for Life, but change the E in Life to a three. Oh, okay. I really don't want them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is the new, the new bad boys. I've not seen any of the bad boys films. They are fun, good action movies. They um, are not Michael Bay's worst works. I've seen parts of two. I want to say, I, I'm pretty sure it was on Stars one time. I was it flipping has through been channels. A very long time. I mean, all I know is that recently a lot of uh, video um, SAS have been talking about how homophobic they were and whatever. Sure. That um, again, I have not watched them in a while. That's definitely probably true because it's a Michael Bay movie, <laughs> uh-huh. and he is yeah. every movie is homophobic and sexist. It's true. Uh, that being said, uh, the action is good. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe it's good that he's not directing this new one. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this will be interesting to see. I should probably watch. This. Also, uh, they use the theme song from Cops, which is fun. Yes, they have done that. And I know. I think then Cops. Didn't I think I think Cops might have taken it from. Really? The movie using it first. I think the movie probably used it first. It was around the same time. I don't know this for sure. I'm just saying. They're both 90s things. Anyway, um, yeah, it's... I don't think Martin Lawrence has it anymore. I don't think no. so. I just I want him to have it. I that, want him to, I agree <laughs> yeah. with you. I want him to have it. There I don't think a, he has see, it. See, I think that's kind of the almost like the point of the movie is like he's like the old man cop and he's like I literally can't do this anymore. I'm fat he's, and I uh, fall out of a car. No, like, he's uh, Donald, he's Donald Glover in Lethal Weapon. I'm yeah. too old for this shit. Yeah. Um and um and Will Smith looks charming and after seeing him in Aladdin I'm like I, I think mean, he's more Will Smith. I, yeah, I love Will yeah. Smith and I'll watch this for Will Smith but I definitely like I'm just watching Martin Lawrence and I'm I'm kind of feeling like I don't know that you got this anymore. Man. Yeah. And I don't mean like it's just a character. It's like I yeah. don't, no, I don't I know that. 
Yeah, I'm I feel with you. for you. Mm-hmm. I, I I get a kind of sad feeling for him, and I don't want to feel sad for him throughout the movie. I hope this movie proves us wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I was expecting to completely hate this, hate whatever this is, and I'm like, this just looks like a fun action movie. It whatever, does. man. Um, so last week the trailer for, we totally forgot to talk about it, but the last week the trailer for Uzumaki <laughs> dropped, and this is the adaptation. I'm so happy! It's a, it's a four-part miniseries anime adaptation going to be airing on Toonami in, in the states of a uh, you, of a manga where the where it's, where people are dying. It's a horror novel. An entire manga. town is killed by a shape, the, <laughs> the, the, the shape of a spiral, um, in different ways, and it it's, looks super cool. If I may, Brandon. Insert Gurren Lagan joke here. Okay, that's it. There you go. Because of the spiral and Gurren Lagan. Oh, okay. Yeah. The anti-spiral. Anti-spirals were right. Um, <laughs> if you know Gurren Lagan, you know why they said that. Boy. <laughs> if Gurren Lagan were preventing this, that'd be a very different show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of really cool horrific uh, this, imagery coming this from This manga books. is incredible. It's by Junji Ito, who is pretty much the most famous manga-kun for making... Um, uh, Spooky shit? Horror, horror imagery, and he's... He's essentially like manga HP Lovecraft. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, a, good, that's like a good way of saying it. Like with the way he tells his stories, um, there's a lot of things in there that are just like they're horrifying to think about. They're horrifying on, like on the body basic imagery level concepts. Is, is the, the imagery is nightmarish, but just like the concept of like why, and you never get an answer as to why. There is no explanation. Good. There are no answers usually in Junji Ito stories. It's just like this is happening, and isn't it terrifying? Um, and that yeah. it is horrific. Like the ending um, shot of the trailer with the the face in the tornado or boy, in the sky. Tip of the yeah, I, I know tip of the iceberg. I figured it was tip of the iceberg, but I'm looking at that going, damn, I don't like that. Yeah, as not in like a. I uh, image, it. it was the like image a, that really stuck with me is the one with the with the spiral has have dug into the dug into the head. Oh head. yeah, that I, was messed up. I could tell you from the manga what the most horrifying image for me is, but I don't want to spoil. No, it. No, don't because no. it wasn't in this trailer, and I'm pretty sure I know why. Sparks, I was actually able to go to sleep last night pleasantly. I want to do that again tonight. Th- thank you very much. Yeah, good good luck getting through this one, my friend. Um, <laughs> it, this is an excellent piece, and my favorite thing about it, very well maybe. God damn it, Ryan. Yeah, I'm yep. just I, I'm just picking up yep. random image. Any random yeah, image Jun, will Jun, f you Ito up. has a whole lot of excellent pieces, but Uzumaki is considered looks, one of his most masterful yeah. works. <gasps> oh, this one's moving. Oh, this is a, oh, oh yeah, yeah, baby. yeah. yeah. It looks Yo, guys, a bit, it looks nightmare. A, it looks like a bit of um, uh, like a motion comic. My. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It, it, what it what I think the final style is going to be is it. They really wanted to. The the thing that's so evocative about Junji Ito's stories is both like the concepts are scary, but like his imagery is so good, yeah, um, and so creepy and uncomfortable. And so they didn't they didn't want to miss any of that. So it looks like they've completely brought the manga to life, Look, and that that's really really awesome. Looking at the trailer, it looks like they drew they traced from the manga. Uh-huh. I've never seen the manga before, but yeah, it they, it, it looks straight up like the just, pages are coming the, alive. Yeah, just like the monochrome because we all know manga is in black and white, right? And just looking at this, like this looks, I kind of want to go to like Barnes and Noble and pick up a book and like flip through. It's like, oh shit, this is that the trailer I saw earlier I th- today. I think black and white is actually a really great choice because yeah. I, I'm picturing it like if they did try to color Junji Ito's art, I think like having the colors would kind of it, it could potentially take away from just what the image is itself. And I think actually leaving it black and white leaves a lot of the detail to make you uncomfortable. It almost leaves still a piece of it to your imagination, yeah. even though he's showing you something. You imagine what the colors would be rather than seeing them, and that almost makes it worse. Um, I really like this trailer. I really love the music. 
it feels like I've told uh, other people this. It feels like a trailer from A twenty four Studios who have done uh, Ari Aster's Hereditary, Midsommar. It feels like that exact kind of vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. the lighthouse. It feels like that kind of vibe, and I think that's awesome yeah that's exactly the vibe i want for it so i'm super into this uh michael carl's of uh, downright nerdy i think you'd enjoy this uh riley cannot watch this no. too spooky let riley see this I was, ever i was talking to michael on instagram and he was like hey where's your plans this week i was like oh i'm gonna go see it tonight he's like oh i'm gonna see it alone riley won't go with me i'm like yeah oh, yeah, yeah. i know i know riley doesn't like horror stuff so so keep her far far away from this my friend well, speaking of horror stuff, Gretel and Hansel. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the adaptation of the Hansel and Gretel. I had no interest in this till I saw this trailer, and now I'm 100% and interested this is in the, this. This is um, Sophia Lillis, uh-huh. who is the Bev from um, yes. It Chapter 1, uh, and Nancy Drew. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I did not recognize her in this, in yeah. this trailer. And It Chapter 2. And It Chapter 2. Um, this is directed by Oz Perkins, who is the son of Anthony Perkins, who is uh, Psycho, who is Norman Bates and Psycho. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he started off. Uh, he was like in things like Legally Blonde, and he was like a bit actor. And then he made The Black Coat's Daughter, which is a really uh, spooky horror movie. And he found this niche, and now he's just like, I love making spooky shit like my dad did. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Okay, I got uh, speaking of Ari Aster, I got some Ari Aster vibes from this trailer. I, there, yeah, there I did too. That. What I actually kind of dig it, like I saw the witch, and it's like the classic image of a witch with like the pointy hat, the like cloak. from The Wizard of Oz, almost. Yeah, yeah, but it, I, I I could tell it was like more sinister, mm-hmm. and I really really dig it. Like the that part of the trailer where she was like pulling the hair out. It's of really her mouth. grimy. Yeah, I like for some like you guys know me. I love magic, but like this is old horror ish magic. Yeah, you gotta put I, a bunch of shit in the pot. Yeah, I, I really dig it, and I'm like, <clears throat> I, I kind of want to see this movie. This is kind of billed as like the true story of what happened. Yeah, I love it. The 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 witch lady I, I forget her the actress's name but like she's in a bunch of spooky stuff like she's mm-hmm. in like the Nick Cage w- Wicker Man uh, as like a spooky lady and like she's really good at being scary okay <laughs> she, she's good at that and yeah I'm glad for good good job Bev get more yeah. get more movie yeah roles. I am um, really sad that the Nancy Drew TV series is happening because I think she's the better Nancy Drew oh. yeah um so you know it's unfortunate but hey she's a great actress I, I look forward to more from her career yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so Dr. Sleep then, move from horror to horror, another Stephen King. Uh, so Ben, what do you think about Dr. Sleep? You're a big fan. No. Nope. You've read the book, right? No. Seen The Shining? Yes, I have seen The Shining. Well, I almost said no, I have seen The Shining. I was there with you, I You believe. were there, you were there, Fanny was there, Megan was there, Sparks was there. But we all know, we I all ha- know. I scratched it off the, the poster. But we all know that it's not as good as the book, which Shut you've up. read. True and dear Shut to your up. heart. Oh, I hate both of you. No, I don't. I love you both. Uh, no, I actually dig this. I dig a lot. Speaking of Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, evil shine vampire. Yeah. <laughs> that was, ooh, that's, I'm into it. that's some cool shit. Also, I, I glowing eyes. Also, I, I, I don't know why, but I, I really enjoyed the soundtrack from The Shining. Again, I, it's I, my thing that, once again, it's that Star Wars does, where yeah. it like redoes the music. It redid The Shining yeah. score, and yeah. Like the first thing of The Shining I ever saw was from Ray Player One, when they go into the that level for the Jade Key. And then I see the movie with you guys. I'm like, I really dig the the low Baritor. Uh, Baritor. Ray Player One has a really great soundtrack. I just want to point out. Thank you. Thank you for that, Brandon. I was listening to it earlier. I really like it. No, no, I'm genuinely happy. Thank you so much for that. I thought I said uh, something nice about Ready Player, Player One. Hey. Kind of. Okay. Everything's a lot also, also, it does have a good soundtrack. Um, shit, what was I going to say? Yeah, like the low baritone, the... Mm-hmm. That and the theme uh, from The Shining. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, we talked about when we first saw the first trailer that they have to walk a really fine line of mm-hmm. where do they take it from it's not only a book adaptation of a sequel to a book but it's also got to operate as a sequel to the movie for people who've never read the books like they got to walk that really fine line this I makes think, me wonder about because then we haven't read the book like our worry was is there going to be too much shining oh yeah you have yes. okay. oh there, yeah I love it it's, okay. a, it's a great book is there a lot of shining actually in it 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Doctor Sleep is yes. what you're talking about. Yes. Got you. Sorry. I thought we were talking about The Shining still. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Sorry. No. No. Doctor Sleep time. No. I Doctor Sleep. I I really want to read because I read The Shining. And yeah. I think it's excellent. So, so I don't know I, how I much read it. how yeah. much Shining is actually in that, but that was my scare. But I think the way that it's presented in this trailer makes me like, all right, it looks like for a story reason it makes sense, and it's not just doing it just to do it. Yeah. And so we get more about it about the story. Apparently, there are these shine va- va- vampires who want this little girl who's shine pyres. A, okay. Uh, who want this little girl who has who has like a really powerful shine, mm-hmm. which um. Basically, telekinesis. telekinesis? It's, it, it's carry. It's, it's a little it, more than that. It's kind of just like a super superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you see, you've seen Dark Tower. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, or carry. Or carry. Or sh- Firestarter. Lots of Stephen King Firestarter. Things. Firestarter. Um, yeah. It's one of the things that connects all of his mo- all of his uh, books together. And uh, it shines like the X gene. It could be any power. Yeah. And so he. So so they're going after them. And um, Ian McGregor's character, who's the kid he's, in the first, he's film. pulling an Obi Wan and he's running away. Yeah. And he's trying to. <laughs> He's trying to like protect this little girl and uh, yo looks good looks good. hot take you and McGregor with a full on beard, he's really sexy with that. I'm yeah, I mean, just saying. I mean, I think you McGregor is very sexy in Revenge of the Sith. Hello there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this beard, this, the beard he had in this one was a lot more bushier. Than oh, this is that's like scraggly, like that's drunk like, beard. That's like Santa Claus beard. Yeah, and I dig it. No, you can tell in Revenge of the Sith that he grooms that thing. Yeah, spend some time. I on it. I would be snip totally- snip. Obi Wan Kenobi is a fashion icon. <laughs> yes, he is. He's my icon. He plucks his eyebrows. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> All right. Hello there. All Doctor right. Sleep looks really good. Yes, it does. Mike Flanagan, uh, who did Haunting of Hill House, a great Netflix horror show. Like that dude knows how to do horror shit really well. He did Oculus as well with Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. That movie's oh, that I heard about that. Awesome. That's the movie. That's, that's the movie awesome. with the mirror, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I heard that about that. Super good. Also, Katie Sackhoff is, is her mom. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so like I fully believe like, hey, you get to make a big budget horror movie. Also, it's a sequel to The Shining. Like that's that's pretty cool for Mike Flanagan. Yeah, it's it's also pretty daunting, especially we're we're in a place where now a lot of Stephen King adaptations are getting good. Yes, and and we were in a time there wasn't. So R.I.P. Dark Tower. Yeah, um, <laughs> and he's got a uh, he's got to walk that that line again of like, well, now I'm making what everyone's going to think is a sequel to one of the most famous movies of all time. Was the Dark Tower 2017 or 2018? Say 2017. Oof, boy. Oh. Really? Wow. I know. That's why I was confused. <laughs> All right. So really, really quick side tangent. Brandon, if you let me. Uh, can I say was no? Was it 2018? Oh. I'll allow no, it. I'm not sure. You'll I'll allow it. it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you so, gave me the power. Yeah, you, you shouldn't have asked. <laughs> I know. I'm just going to do it anyway. Sorry, Brandon. I love you. Uh, there was a, a World of Warcraft classic skit done by this one 2017. thing. 2017. Uh-huh. Yeah, I double checked it too. Wow. Sorry. We've been doing ahead, the podcast ben. too long. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, there's a World of Warcraft classic skit done by this uh, sketch group where it was like The Shining, where this guy was, was stepped away from World of Warcraft, and then his girlfriend shows up to his house and on the chat meter says, um, all work and no play makes Jack go AFK. Oh, it, was just, it was just like The Shining. I'm watching this, I'm like, holy shit, this is The Shining. Brandon, but World do you of know Warcraft. what AFK means? No. Away, away from, from keyboard. keyboard. Got it. Gamer lingo. Yeah. Um, all right, and so move into our topic. Moving in. Uh Birds of prey of Aunt ah! Birds of prey or the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn uh, is the full title. Goddamn! Um, I remember <laughs> you said you like long titles like two weeks ago about something. So you can't really? hate this title. You did. You I don't did know, say that. I don't remember what it was for, but you said, "Man, I love me a long title." And I'm like, I agree. Oh. The, the emancipation of Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is the logo that they show at the end of the teaser. I really liked how it's the the big words and then the little neon on yeah. the, that's just in the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really it, like it. It's a it was a cool inclusion to this because I don't know what what happened in your theater, but my theater did Joker, and then the the thing played of the of did, the thing. And we then, had Joker. Um, we did have Joker. I don't think it was the trailer right before though. So and then it did like the the. You know, put away your phones, get your popcorn, whatever. Yeah, uh, and then the movie starts with the with yes. the theme song. Yeah, yeah, and I had that too. Ends up being Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's really 
cool to do that. It's very cute. It's very Warner Brothers is having fun with it. And yeah. I'm so glad because this is the way I want them to be doing things. And to, to be marketing and presenting themselves. So the first time I so, so the first little first look we had, uh I was kind of I'm not really loving the tone of what they were going for. Um It was barely a look. And and with this one, yeah. you know, it's forty seconds, so it's not really a trailer. A lot of quick cuts. Um, a lot of quick yeah. cuts. Um, we do get a sense of the tone they're going they're going for a little bit more. So um, it's exactly the tone that I thought they were going for with the with the first look. Um, and you know, I was a little I was a little negative on it, but like the way they marketed really worked on me. Uh, this is kind of a case of like marketing how you market something could re- could work on someone like change their mind mm-hmm. uh, on something. So I'm not totally sold on this. I kind of feel like I would have preferred a more uh, classic interpretation of the Birds of Prey, uh, but I'll you know what Ewan McGregor, uh-huh. like Ewan McGregor. He looks like he's having a good time. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, hell yeah, who I'm still so happy is in this. Yeah, yeah. she's Huntress, uh, right? Huntress, uh-huh. yeah. <sighs> it's so good. And it's I'm, st- it's I'm, still, I'm, a, I'm ready, baby. Who's Black Canary a, again? It's uh, it's a uh, uh, we're unfamiliar with her. Okay, she's not as famous. You know, Renee Montoya is a um, Rosie Perez is middle aged cop. That's awesome. Rosie Perez is such a good actress. <laughs> I would have liked a younger, so we could get a uh, Kate. God, I'm 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 so ready. I'm sorry. I'm so ready for this. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot they're doing here that I. I'm, I'm just excited on. again for uh, again like after reading Man Eaters, uh, I'm so ready for like yo. It's a full female team. Just mm-hmm. like f f f the Joker. He sucks. Yeah. And, like I'm I'm ready for all these characters. I'm ready for Margot Robbie to have a good outing as Harley Quinn. That isn't. Yes. Suicide yes thank you. Yes. Get rid yes. of him. Get away from the clown. I hope so. Um, you know. I just want more. Sad they didn't bring Oracle in. I just want more good DC movies. That's so I don't do care I. what it is. Just sure. and this like for me, it's like all right, was, you, you gave me this and I'm cool with it. Yeah. Let's see if it succeeds. They've got two in a row so far. The slate, the slate has become unpredictable and bizarre in a way I enjoy. Like mm. think think back like two years what they were saying. The dartboard approach and now is kind of working now. And bit. we've got Todd Phillips Joker and then Birds of Prey coming out and we had Shazam and Aquaman. And it's like I don't know. This is like Dude, kooky f- and a weird approach, but real? I love it. Like a year ago, I know I know a year ago we were like bashing like they're gonna make a Joker movie. That's so dumb. And like yeah. doing the dartboard approach and now Joker might be the best movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like to to be so fair, funny. like when they were first talking about it, it was not clear it was an Elseworlds story. Yeah, okay. We once we knew it was Elseworlds, all of us were much more okay with it it mm-hmm. was that when they were originally talking about it, they're saying they're doing a joker origin movie we we're all like please god no <laughs> okay. oh man that cyborg movie yeah, yeah. I, I mean like i said i, I kind of would have i kind of wished for a more traditional you know yeah harley for Quinn, sure harley quinn's never been a part of the birds of prey so it's a little strange yeah um and it's not a black canary i particularly I, enjoy I, but you know everything would be good i stand by what ryan said i just want good dc movies and i'm starting to like the like uh yeah f continuity just do whatever do something good and yeah. that's all i care about at this point yeah you're a multiverse anyway the yeah. problem with the dartboard with the dartboard approach initially that we saw was that they were just kind of like making whatever trying to fit a mold and now they're letting their directors take a little bit more creative license and, and i'll tell you right now guys just give up on the Flash movie if you can't figure it out. I'd rather They're you just wait and do it. it. I'd rather you just wait and do it right. If you clearly can't get it together, just lose Ezra Miller and and start from scratch. Hey man, like Andy Muschietti apparently is doing it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, no, we'll, I know. We'll see. we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, for real. It's been so many years in development. I'm like, I'd I'd rather just wait, guys. Yeah. Like, please don't don't force this. Or just do that Flash Cyborg combo movie. Please don't. <laughs> please just don't force it. I don't need you to force it. That's what she said. Um. Should we get to our main topic? Yeah. <laughs> Only if we force it. Oh. It, oh. it, 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 it. <laughs> All right, then time now for our main topic. We are returning to Dairy Maine. Is, is this a horror audio tape now? Yeah. 
Nice. Fun fact, real quick: if we watched, if you guys saw Pet Cemetery, which we did, uh, there's a person driving to Derry in that movie. Yes, yep. there is. Fun fact. Um, all right. So full spoilers from here on out for it, chapter two. People die. The return of Pennywise. Spoilers. You've been warned. All right. What do we think about this? This Ben, uh, Stephen King expert. How did I know you could go with me first? You're the Stephen King expert. No, I'm not. Well, it's Ben, we made sure. We haven't been lying for the past you're, year. You're ben. the king of King. Um, we all. <laughs> ben. Wait, has it been two years? Since we made this joke? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shit. It's yeah. been a long time. Shit, indeed. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Ben, what did you think? First thoughts. First, first thoughts. First off, I enjoyed it. I thought it was decently scary. Maybe not as scary as the first one, but there's a lot more. I feel like there's more tense moments. But then, of course, there are things like, there are also some jump scares that like I saw from a mile away. Like um, where this, the, scene, the flashback scene of Ben in the locker where he's looking through, you see the creepy face, you look, he's like, Pennywise is going to be back there. They, he just freaking has to be in shock and awe. There he was. Um, and yeah, I felt the length. Um, I do feel like this was also pretty long. And I don't know if that was just me or maybe, I, I don't no, know. People have been over-exaggerating saying this is three hours. This is 245. Yeah, it's 245, which is... Not not terribly short, but it's I mean, 245. It's, it's, still, it's still long. Shorter than the than two of the highest grossing films of all long, time. Long for your standard horror film. Yes. Yeah. Very long for your standard yeah, horror movie. I would definitely, like for Endgame, which is weird because people would, because I've been hearing people say like, well, Endgame was three hours. I'm like, yes, but I was engaged all those three hours. It's also a sequel to 22 movies. Yeah, so. yeah of course it had to. It's a, not a good comparison. Yeah, whereas for It Chapter 2, I was like, yes, I get this, this movie's fine. But they could have made it a lot shorter than it than it was. But all in all, I still I didn't hate it. Sparks. Uh, I really actually thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, I will say that I feel like it's less of a horror film than it is a character drama with horror elements in it. Um, it's it's just less a true horror movie to me. But I still really enjoyed it. Um, I have my qualms, but uh, overall, pretty happy. Ryan. I think I might be the most negative on this table, which is a first. Or not a first, but it's not usual. Um, I quite liked it. Uh, I I didn't have a problem with how long... or I did have a problem with how long it was because I noticed it. Uh, I don't mind movies being long. Uh, just have all the scenes that are in there be important and worth it. And I felt there was a lot of scenes that can get cut out of this movie that would not change the movie whatsoever. Uh, and you can cut a good 30 minutes from this movie and it would still be as impactful and, and tight and have all the great character stuff that I love uh, while getting a lot of rid of a lot of the bullshit that kind of gets in the way of it. Uh, I still very much enjoyed it though. Uh, yeah, I don't think I liked it more than the first one. I watched the first one recently about, I think Monday or Tuesday I, w- I rewatched it. Uh, that's a really good movie. That that first uh, one is r- I, legitimately great. And I, d- I don't think this one quite lives up to it. No. Uh, no. It certainly does try uh, and in some places I prefer it, in some places I don't. I hear a rumor um, that he's going to try and like cut a full feature for the two of them. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Sparks, though. Like, It didn't really feel like a horror movie. Um, I really wasn't scared almost the entire time. Compared to the first one, I really I was not. And let's just get into it. One of my, yeah. qualm, one of my qualms is that... Uh, Pennywise is underutilized. He he's yeah. not in the movie very much yeah. until the end, and it kind of bums me out he's, a lot. He is not in it enough for me. Um, he is the best part about both of these movies. Yeah, uh, for for me, he's a lot Definitely. of fun to watch. Uh, and when he is on screen, he is chewing up that scenery. He mm-hmm. is having a ball. Uh, he's always a lot of fun to watch in the movie. Um, but there wasn't enough of him. I, I wanted know, more of him. You know what? I didn't know that was a qualm I had until you said it. Because the first yeah. movie, almost every almost every other scene had Pennywise in it. And you don't know when he's going to show up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, where's Pennywise? What's going on with Pennywise? He's there. I know he's there. And then it just was like, okay. Yeah, here in in this one, like in the first one, one of one of the things I love about the first one is that he could show up at any time, anywhere. Yeah. And you don't know when or where. Um here you know especially when in the up. middle when they're split up finding their tokens yeah. Oh, yeah. you know exactly the beats of these moments and it, it does take away from the horror element of those yeah. however Stephen King has a cameo in those and I thought that was delightful that was really cool I think his cameo is great uh, they made that joke that he can't finish an ending four times in this movie and the fourth time I was over it Yeah, I was over it I was, so starting, to, whole... I was starting to worry like are they prepping us for yeah. something so that whole it's a Stephen King joke and then he oh. has himself make the joke that he can't finish endings and then the very end like oh I guess you could finish an ending at the end of this movie huh I'm like I get it like so my big problem with this movie it felt so much more commercial than that first one did that first one felt much more tight I felt the interpersonal connection between all the characters so much more and I did not a lot of research but I watched a bunch of videos and people talking about uh, the original miniseries and the book and the fundamental problem with, for me, in this second part is that uh, the chemistry between the adults, they're all incredible actors. It is not the same as with those kids. They do not have the same chemistry as those kids. No, they do not. I, I saw And it, they are no. split up so much oh, that God. any chemistry that they did have, I, it kind of goes away for but me. But when they're, when they're together, um, like the Chinese scene, that's the, that's, is, that is, is a really good se- sequence. Yeah. Um, I do feel that, they, that the adults have chemistry. Uh, I, f- I feel a chemistry with the adults. It just doesn't feel like it's the same chemistry as the co- those kids had. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, that's difficult to re- replicate when you're doing this type of film, I, I understand. But uh, it is it is clear to me why... Well, my other biggest qualm with it is I... Uh, well, it's clear to me why the flashbacks are there. Don't think you need them. Mm-hmm. I thought the point of making of splitting this movie into two, splitting this book into two, is so that you didn't need to do the flashback sequences in the yeah. second movie. There was a lot of rehashing for things that like especially, didn't necessarily need. Yeah, especially like the sequences that are just from the first movie. I'm like, okay, I've seen this. Can we yeah. move on? I also think uh, I'm gonna get all my negatives out of the way. Uh, I think Bowers can, could be completely removed from this movie, and oh, yeah. nothing would change. Nothing would change. That is that is fifteen twenty minutes of him just being an asshole, uh, just because he was in the first movie. They could have cut all that out. The movie was well, and it's in the book too. I know it's in the book, but no, no, no. I'm just saying, like yeah. that's why they feel. I the feel need like to include it. His zombie friend was real cool. He, it was looking. I like he the was cool. Yeah, I yeah. Like uh, speaking of that, uh, I think there was an over uh, reliance on CGI in this movie that was unnecessary for a lot of reasons. I don't think there's like there's the bugs that you mentioned. Yeah, pretty much every per, like monster person. Oh, yeah, it's the, all the weird for- CGI. The faces. fortune cookie scene that was creepy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was unnecessary. Yeah, that was. Oh, another one of my biggest qualms. This is the second time Warner Brothers gave the shaft to Andy Bean, and I am pissed off about. Oh, it. that's not that's not that's anyone's not, fault. That's <laughs> not the fault of the film. I know. Which, I that's, know. That's, which one's Andy Bean? Stanley. Stanley. Oh. He kills himself right in the beginning of the movie. That's the book. That's, that's, the, that's, book. that's oh. the book. Like that's okay. the story. They they're not see my, giving him the none shaft. of my problems are with things that are from from the book. It's just like. For this this movie, when you make that first movie, you have to make a sequel to that movie. Mm-hmm. But they're incorporating so much stuff from the book that wasn't in the first movie. So they're adding all this stuff and getting into all the ritual stuff and like adding all this mythology that the first movie was very grounded and Pennywise was this threat that you didn't know anything about. And then you might introduce, hey, I've done all this research for 27 years and here's this ancient Native American ritual. And I, I know it's the book. No, no I know, but, but, but it, I, doesn't, I, it doesn't feel... Sparks, you, you go. I'll well, I get you. I get what you're saying, but yeah. like the, the thing is like they can't know that stuff till they're adults. No, I know. So like I don't know how... I don't how think... They, like they still needed to introduce it. Yes, and also... Um, it's the same problem with the TV miniseries. The second half is not as good as the first half because sure. the storytelling choices in the book allow that to just, that's just how it is. And I just don't think adapting it as, as uh, uh, directly 
is maybe the best thing for this almost almost three hour long movie. It doesn't need to so have all the, this stuff. In the the book, <clears throat> I was doing some research on the book because uh, I was I was waiting until after I saw the second movie to do so because uh, I didn't want to spoil myself. Yes, but I guess in the in the in the book, the kids like Bill is the one who finds out about the ritual of Chud when he's a kid. Um, also, his wife is like not a character in this movie at all, and she's a big character. Um, so when so when they do uh, the ritual now. From our review with Matt, Matt Ferrante from last time when we did it at Chapter One, and from all the reviews I heard, uh, I expected this movie fully prepared, fully ready to see this movie get weird. Yes. I expected like a very strange, weird ending, even knowing what the book is and en- ending is, having read it. Like, I expected that, I, man, I expected weirder. And I'm not necessarily disappointed. In that it didn't get weird. That's a that's a harsh thing I to am, say. A little bit. Um I but I expected it to get much weirder than it actually did. Um I wanted that ending to get like batshit. And to me it just kinda kept going and then stopping. Yes. Uh, and it, it kind of frustrated me a little bit. And again, I'm I'm getting I, I have a lot of positives, but I do want to get the negative things out of the way. I do think that final battle is cool and interesting, but again, all of them get separated again at a point and it just feels like it's meandering for a bit. And I'm like, this movie's already long, and this battle's going for a long time. Yeah. Like, I kind of just, I kind of wanted it to end. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit. I All the stuff that little... I truly love about this movie is the is the characters overcoming their childhood traumas. That is the core of the movie, and that is the best part of the movie. Having mm-hmm. all these people become better pr- versions of themselves. I love all that stuff. Yeah, I needed more. I needed Pennywise, more Pennywise. I th- really Pennywise's kill count is only like three in this movie. Um, okay, so I do yeah. want to touch on that. So yeah. that one of my my one of my things is uh, I don't agree that I I think that the flashbacks to when they're kids, uh, when they're looking for their their totems, mm-hmm. um, I think that's pretty relevant. I think those could have stayed to what help, I did to help overcome their traumas. What I didn't need is when they come back to modern day, they also have another encounter with Pennywise. Sure, I didn't need all of those because for me. It doesn't mean much. I understand that, like, it's in the books too. Um, I understand that uh, him him encountering them again while while it's in modern day. It's even themed in a sense to the idea that they're trying to run from him. Every single scare that happens to them in modern day, with the exception of Bills, is them being chased. Mm-hmm. And there's a point to that because they're trying to run from their fear when they have to face it. That's mm-hmm. the thematic point. But what I would have sacrificed is I would have given up all the modern day encounters with Pennywise because I don't feel any stakes to them. I know none of them are going to be killed by Pennywise. It just feels kind of superfluous. I don't know even know what his goal is in the moment because, yeah, he's scaring them, but it doesn't feel the connection isn't quite what I want it to be. I would have sacrificed all of the modern moments but kept the kid flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And in place of those modern moments, what I would have had is Pennywise killing kids in the modern day. I needed more of that because yeah. that's the stakes. It's not, yes, this is a personal battle with them, but it doesn't become so personal till the very end. Yeah, It's about the fact that they're trying to prevent him from killing all the kids. Also, I think the marketing might have been a big problem because it showed us both those moments in the trailer. It showed us both kids who get killed are all both in the trailer, so there's no surprise of, oh, is he going to kill any kids? We know exactly what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like that entire uh, mirror sequence is amazing. And, and we saw most of it in the trailer. We did. Uh, I'm glad that... I'm in some ways glad that they stayed away from recreating the shower scene from the miniseries because I don't think you could have done that better 
Yeah. So the fact that they kind of sidestepped it, turned it into something else, but referenced the voices coming from the drain was cool. Um, yeah. I'm happy with that. I like the Funhouse sequence. I like the Firefly sequence. I think both of those sequences are great. I wish there had been more of a sense of Pennywise killing kids in, in the present uh, because that that should be the thing that's driving them. That should be yeah. the stakes. Yeah, when, when, when they go to his lair... There's no kids floating like there was in the first film. Right. So there's no yeah. sense that he has there was, that he's taken anybody. There's, there's, dead, also, there's dead bodies. Yeah, there's but they're, all, they're going to a lair beyond where they went before. Well, yeah. also, a, a, layer big, in a, layer. a big thing in the first mo- in the first film was a lot of kids were missing. There was that one girl who was missing, and then more kids show. You see missing posters all over town. Yeah. And this one, you maybe see one on the side of a newspaper stand where it's the girl with the uh, mark on her face who yeah. disappeared after she got her face when, bit off. When Mike's like calling them and stuff, like you see like you see a shot of the town where all the missing posters are on a wall. Yeah. But you don't see any of those kids or no. what happened. You just see the missing posters. Right. And it's one shot. Yeah, and I and I wish that there had been more of a sense of them running a, against this clock of him doing this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, that's, that's the thing. That's the big thing I would personally change. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't have a lot of issues um it doesn't feel long to me uh it, it, i know it's long i know there are unnecessary scenes but i didn't like feel like oh this is taking forever i didn't feel that mm-hmm. um i think that the adult cast is really good i do buy into their chemistry if i accept that the kids are them yeah mm-hmm. if i if i 100 can give in to the illusion of these are the same people then yeah. the chemistry tracks if i just isolate the adult performances from the kid performances then it doesn't mm-hmm. but if i can give in to the illusion then it works um, and I think that's that's part of the trick of it. I think that all the adults were cast really, really, really well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bill I, Hader, Bill Hader is getting a lot of praise, and mm-hmm. rightfully so. He's excellent uh-huh. in this movie. Uh, you know, we have heavy hitters like Jessica Chastain and, and James McAvoy, but I really think uh, Richie and Eddie were the two standout characters. Yes, yeah. they. Yeah. Well, I can easily see those kids growing up to be those adults. Even yeah. um, Isaiah Mustafa, I yeah. loved him in this Eddie, movie. Eddie, so excited to see Isaiah Mustafa right? in a blockbuster. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Eddie, like the, the adult who played Eddie, is like almost scary. Like, mm-hmm. are you his dad? Yeah. <laughs> even, yeah. It is like pitch perfect. Even uh, Andy Bean and the kid who Stanley? plays Stanley. Uh, they, they look so much alike. Yeah, they do. And I could I could see uh, the kid who played Billy grow into James McAvoy, and but the standouts were Bill Hader and Finn Wolfhard, um, Eddie and his kid, and Stanley and uh, Andy Bean. Um, when Eddie dies at the end, yeah, that's really sad. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting choice to make Bill gay. And that Bill uh, Richie. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I kind of saw it at the arcade scene a little bit. And, or, or the, no, when, uh, blind, yeah. you, you, are, you do see it in the arcade well, scene. Well, not just the arcade, but what also before that when um, Pennywise is saying, I know your secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's built into this movie. I know what Brandon is yeah, it's oh, built in, into. I appreciate that the fact that they built into this movie rather than kind of making it the reveal at the end of, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, just kind of have it there. It does feel like there was a conscious effort to say, okay, well, this is how we're going to interpret this. Uh, I, I think that's a really good way to do that. To do something like that, I do. Yeah. I agree. Um, that I, opening. Scene, oh, sorry, sorry, Sparks. No, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say that opening scene was brutal. Yeah, it's Holy sh- shit. It's, it's to show that Pennywise's infection is back and he's bringing hate back to the town and people yeah. are starting to be evil again. Mm-hmm. Like that's shitty. Yeah, it's I would have. Li- I would have liked um, one of the things that I, I would have liked more lore, with Pennywise. Yeah, uh, we we get some of it. I kind of wanted wanted more. We get a little bit of. Um, uh, how he became Pennywise the Dancing Clown um, when he's in Bev's apartment. We do get the sense that, you know, perhaps he took over the role of this person uh, that was real at one time. He thinks, yeah, he thinks clowns are scary. Yeah, and so... That, people uh, think clowns are scary. Sorry, people. That's, that's why yeah. he does that's it. What I so meant, he, yeah. created this, he created this Pennywise the Dancing Clown. He adapts to a form of whatever, like, he knows is going to scare people most. Yeah. So he's an alien, right? 
He's a, he's a he's cosmic, cosmic being. He's okay. A, yeah, think like Lovecraft stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. His true form is the lights. Okay. He has no yeah. real physical form except those lights. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cool. I, I, I liked how they interpreted that. I, I, I think they did a really great job with that. Um, yeah. It's it's something that is really hard to nail down. If you and they didn't the like, original miniseries, yeah. he just turns into a giant spider. It's so awful. I think this is much better. Oh, okay. it's awful, well, they did man. bring this uh, spider, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Yes, they brought, I knew, and they, and they brought in the book, his, yeah. his yeah. spider legs, but they kept like Pennywise the overall look. Which uh, because I thought you was wanted, cool. Because you wanted his performance to come through, and I think it absolutely does, because you don't want to get rid of Alexander Skarsgård's performance there. Because he is what makes Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Do you mean Bill Skarsgård? Yeah. That's the one. Who's Alexander Skarsgård? Tarzan, uh, Tarzan. I think? Got it. Yeah. There's a lot of Skarsgårds. Holy crap. Um, Stellan Skarsgård. Which one's the Viking? Stellan? Stellan is... No, Stellan's the, da- is the old Stellan's one. Stellan's the dad. That's, 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 he's that's in Thor. Oh, yeah. in Thor. Oh, who, so who plays the Viking? I don't know. Which, is there what? a third Skarsgård? Yeah. In Shit. what? Uh, Vikings. In what? The show Vikings. In Vikings. The oh, history show know. Vikings. I don't know. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, I... Agree. Oh, it's so hard because I agree. Like it's a, a problem that they're so separated in the final battle and everything. However, I would not trade away the sequence with Bev and Ben when they're uh, reaching out to each other between the soil and the bathroom full of blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't it's get cool rid sequence. of that, and I wouldn't get rid of the sequence with Bill encountering young Bill and Georgie. I wouldn't get rid of either of them. And so oh, I'm no. like, uh, I I want both of those sequences because I think they're excellent, and and I wouldn't throw them away. Apparently, the the stall scene with uh, Bev. That's the most fake blood ever used in a scene. Gustav Skarsgård is yeah. in Vikings. Ha! The okay. most Skarsgårdian. Gustav Skarsgård. That is the most, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't trade any of those sequences, and I wouldn't trade Richie and Eddie looking at the doors. With the yeah. Oh, I that's love so that. Scene. Yeah, see, uh, that's the thing is, like, I, I'm like, I know it's long. I know it's a lot, but it's also fantastic. And see, so, that's, and see that's the thing. Like, I, I don't... Um, I. I totally understand what like what what uh, Ryan you're saying about the, about the length. Uh, it is long for a horror movie. But, um, it's n- but one of the things, but one of the things that I I I also have to agree with Sparks. Like there are a lot of scenes in this movie that I wouldn't want to get rid of. And strangely, I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have minded another 15 minutes of this movie. To be perfectly honest, because there was more about uh, that more that I wanted from this movie. Like, damn, give me the damn turtle. What there is, is a damn turtle. There is a turtle at one. Moment. I want to see that turtle talk. That's yeah. see, that's the weird stuff that I was kind of expecting. Matt, Matt wanted it too. Yeah. There is a reference to Chud, which is uh, very important. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, there's even a passing reference to the tower. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which is awesome. Yeah, I appreciated those. Uh, Give me the damn turtle. Yeah. yeah, I want the weird stuff. Um, I thought that having these big, very talented actors in this horror movie made a huge difference. Um, there's a version of this where, you know, actually it's the miniseries, where yeah. it's uh, uh, lighter fare actors who um, don't bring as much to the material. Like what yeah. was so effective is uh, Jessica Chastain's reaction or or James McAvoy's reactions, um, Isaiah Mustafa's, everybody's reactions to the things they're encountering. Eddie uh, is, is fantastic. I, I love the sequence where Stanley's head appears and Eddie's yeah. backed into the corner. Oh my God, that's And Eddie oh. can't do anything about yeah. it and it's like he's going to die and he's like, don't be mad, Bill. I'm just scared. Yeah, I, that I'm, was I'm so scared. Su- that was so sweet. Yeah, I, it, it's really good. Um, these actors play it so definitely. It feels sincere. There's yeah. also. I never yes. feel like anything happening to them or that they're experiencing isn't real yeah. and genuine. And that's crazy considering the material. There's. there's it, there's also moments where the humor. It is this is a much more humorous film than the first one. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But there are moments where the humor almost seems like you went for a comedy. Like when Just Call Me Angel shows up. When yeah, the that zombie, moment. That moment 100% doesn't work for that me. That is no, it doesn't work at all. So oh. that was okay. I thought I was hallucinating for a second when no uh, that when that's, that's something from like Army of Darkness. That no, because I was talking to Fanny about it on the way home about that song. And she's like, "What song?" And I'm it's like, the only th- time 
that that something like that happens in this movie. That's what I meant. It, yeah. like, it felt more commercial. There was little bits of that all over the movie. Yeah, and I wonder if that's because Gary Dalberman wrote this movie alone. Because he's the only scriptwriter, whereas there were three people working the last I, I don't know, because you can't, like, that, you can't chalk up to him. That's that's more than him. That's yeah. Muschietti making that choice. That's that's a lot of people making yeah. the call and yeah. saying, uh, that's okay. The bad call. What was I going to say? Oh, but one of my positives is obviously whenever Bill Skarsgård's on screen. Yeah. My two favorite instances of when Pennywise is on screen is I love it when um, like he's talking to Beverly and you he's putting on the the makeup mm-hmm. and he cuts himself. He cuts his, his, his the lines into his. That's arm, really cool. His face. And also, I really just love how his eyes glow mm-hmm. when Ben is in the cabin and Pennywise is like, "All those sit ups, all those oh, push ups, yeah. and you're gonna die alone." Yeah. And you can see his eyes glow like a Sith Lord, and I'm like. That is some effed up imagery right there. Yeah, the, I uh, the girl in the in the bleachers where Penny oh, was like, so "Oh, good. I'm a clown. No one likes so, me." That's, that's his best. I, scene. Like, I yeah. knew she was gonna die, but I'm like, I feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah frankly, that that encounter with the little girl is his best scene. That's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's so good. It's a lot like Georgie in the sewer. Oh, there's there, it is. It's there exactly is, like mm-hmm. it. There is a lot of good. I think there's some good scares in here. I think Bev's head on fire is actually really terrifying. Yeah. Yes. You mean Ghost Rider? <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, this is why I'm saying, like, I think all of the, the them young flashbacks work for me. The one that, uh, d- and I don't fault the movie for it, but um, the one that bothers me is Eddie's. Uh, because Eddie, as a kid, goes down into the basement oh, looking yeah. for his mom all stacked up. And I'm like, look, dude, you fought Pennywise like twice by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would you, not go you alone. You should not be questioning this. Yeah, you shouldn't be down there. Uh, and falling for this. This is a little too, like, you've already been in the house once. Yeah. This is a little too, like, okie dokie. But I mean, I don't totally fault the movie But he for plays that. it pretty funny. Like, why is the curtain still here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, th- when he's an adult. But I'm yeah. talking about when he's a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's his mom calling to him. And he. this is when they're supposed to have just broken up after going to the house the first time. Yeah. And I can't 100% buy that he would just, oh, okay, I'm not going to like question that this is Pennywise at all. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Um, I wouldn't trade when I said, so good, though. when I said I would trade, he is. Uh, the modern uh, encounters with Pennywise afterwards, there is one that I wouldn't. It's Bill's. Bill's when he's at the uh, sewage uh, yeah. place where Georgie died. And he has that encounter. I wouldn't get rid of that. All that's, the little that's, hands. That's yeah. So uh, it's so important, and it's Bill's way of getting uh, the thing back. And when he says, "I hate you," mm-hmm. <sighs> James McAvoy is so good. And, uh, t- and telling uh, the kid to get away to get yes, out of Yes. Oh, yeah. All of that. I don't is hear so anything good. from the sewer. I hear things from the drain. Uh huh. Oh no. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, the the whole thing. Uh, James McAvoy does such a good job of slowly bringing back the stutter. Yeah. yeah. That takes over from once he comes back to the town. It starts coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's so. good good and so layered and i love it james mcavoy isaiah mustafa and bill Hader are the three big standouts for me i mean the guy who played eddie was great um uh, jessica chastain she did a great job also yeah but i think the three best biggest standouts besides bill skarsgård obviously are those three i don't think there is a weak no, oh, definitely not. Frankly. Definitely no, not. No, I, I think you know Bill Hader. Br- Bill Hader brings some really funny moments to this movie, um, and I think one of my favorite scares is actually Bill Hader's second. Uh, no, when he split up, when we get his flashback scare, and then we get his present day scare. Oh, with the Paul, Paul Bunyan. Bunyan. <laughs> the, oh, that was messed the up. The Paul Bunyan bit was really messed up, but I really like when Pennywise sees him oh, in the pre- yeah. in the present. 
and he, and uh, the, it's the color changing, the color and everything changing. behind going and swaying back and oh, forth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, every, and, and all the people up. behind just look up and then start swaying back and forth. It's really unsettling. Really it's oh, yeah. it's probably the only moment, even though I knew he wasn't gonna get it there. Yeah, it's the only moment where I thought he could. Yeah, it's the only moment where the movie tricked me. All the other modern ones, I was like, I know you're not gonna get got here. Yeah, I know this isn't it. Get got. Um, going back to like some of the negatives you brought up, the fortune cookie scene. The I really the. I've ta- heard, seen people talk about the CGI and stuff. None of the CGI so much bothered me except for the fortune cookie scene. That one bothers me a lot. And the reason it bothers me the most is because it's it's uh, pointless. Uh, I yeah. Usually when Pennywise uses fear on them, he takes a specific image for a reason. All of those don't have reasons. It's every just... other encounter, every other image he takes is themed to something with the person who's seeing it. That's just and a spooky those scene ones with aren't. Yeah. yeah, they're just they're just weird for weird sake, and mm-hmm. I didn't need them. They were they were unnecessary. The Stanley fortune cookie bit is enough. You do that where they get the fortune cookies. Stanley that's, could not cut it. That's more yeah. effective, and then just have the black tar ooze out. That would have been fine with me. I didn't need the little creatures. They look bad. Yeah, and they, they do. don't, and they don't uh, match to Pennywise's theme, especially that the, is present everywhere. The else. eyeball with the ten- the tentacles—that was, I feel, the worst one because I could tell, like, that just looks bad. Th- they're, they're, none of them are good. Did you guys notice uh, the de aging on some of the kids? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't. A little think bit. I did. They have a little bit of shine. They they look a little glossy. Yeah, a little shiny. Okay, because they they de-aged them to look the age that, because some of them are they taller. have to look yeah. exactly the same as they did in yeah. chapter one. And unfortunately, they're at the age where they grow real fast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they are growing boys. Growth spurts. Yep. And Finn Wolfhard made this movie after Stranger Things three. I want to say probably. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure on this one. So around he, the same time, so he does look different. Look very different. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they they need to can, do something. You can definitely tell in some of the moments because there's ones that are clearly shot from it chapter one. And then yeah, like, you, you could oh, yeah. you could tell. There are, there's two. like deleted he's, scenes. He's the it. one who it stands out with the most. Frankly, like all the other he has kids, those big glasses. all the other kids are kind of okay. Yeah. The um. He also got a lot taller. Yeah. You, yeah. Can, you can tell like like he's what, always hunching over on the bike. You can tell what what's a, what's the difference between delete scenes from it chapter one versus what's shot new for this movie yeah yeah um i really like when they go into the uh into the house and they're, they're just like love what he's done with the place yeah with the oh black tar another the really good scene is when uh um pennywise is carving into ben and it's just like all uh-huh. you see see oh, is yeah. just like home at last and then finally you look up the mirror there he is that's an awesome mirror. scene yeah that yeah, is a really cool good one. that was an effective scare um, yeah, and it's a cool image. Uh, the the CG bits that work for me are, are when they make Pennywise unearthly. Yeah, like yeah. I, I prefer I prefer when they use CG to kind of highlight Pennywise's performance to make him more unearthly than he than mm-hmm. even what Skarsgård can do. Yeah, um, the CG some of the CG moments. Like you can't do Paul Bunyan without CG, and that, no, that yeah. works yeah. for so, me. With, with uh, Thirty foot Paul Bunyan, sure. Uh, every time that they deal with like zombie people, why do they have to be CGI? Yeah, yeah. why? Especially it's so much more expensive. Especially because the leper, I think the leper in this one was CG. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, 100%. Uh, not it was not CG. all the time. Um, there is one, when Eddie is choking him, he's practical. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the, the the leper in the first one was completely practical. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it, it does feel unnecessary and I don't, I agree. Yeah. Um, what I wish had been, been done is uh, Bowers in the, from what I understand of the book, Bowers is used as a, uh, as Pennywise because fear he can't get to them quite the same way Um, and that's why like he does freak them out but Bowers is his instrument to get after them while he's killing kids I wish that's how Bowers had been utilized a little more here Um, you need the other side of the coin I do really like 
Bauer's presence does provide one excellent thing. From frankly, I love the scene where he sees the balloon. That is cool. That's an oh yeah. yeah. Credit to that actor who plays older Bowers. You really sold me on the the happiness of seeing that balloon and the way you go crazy about it and like tracking it to the window and being so sad when it isn't in his room. And it's yeah. cool that like Pennywise helps him escape. And then it's there and escape. he's playing. Like that all is really good. I do wish. Um, I'm pretty sure it was from the miniseries that like a dog in a clown outfit helps him get out of the prison. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I could have used that. Yeah, <laughs> I could have used uh, Pennywise dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I kind of like Hawkstrasser. No, I uh, Doing it and having the car out front for him and everything. Zombie. Um, zombie Zombie friends, cool. Yeah, yeah uh, but I, I like Bowers being in this movie solely for the fact that Eddie pulls the knife out and stabs him, yes. and then later Richie's like, "Who pulled a knife out of his own cheek and stabbed Bowers with it?" Yeah, that was me. <laughs> like, yeah. That's that's really good, and it does build Eddie up for what he does. Yeah, you're right. and that is important for the narrative overall. Uh, yeah. Like as much as like Bowers does ultimately for this film feel kind of needless. He's important to Eddie's arc to be able to face Pennywise. I think my problem with this is it's I certainly th- not as tight. It's not as tight. I think it just it's structured very odd. Like we, it's a weird structure. It's not just a traditional three act structure either. So I'm like, it's I, it kind of loses like. The entire middle act is just them on their spirit quests. And there's like very like, oh, here's Pennywise. Here's Pennywise. And I'm like, I. It's their time heist. It's their time heist. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't need all of this time heist, man. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just like, Ari Esther makes really long horror movies. Yeah. Uh, but all of those scenes are usually like, I feel like you don't need to cut anything from those movies. Sure. Like, I, I see scenes. I'm like, if you took this from the movie, the movie would be the exact same. Yeah. And it doesn't work for everything. But I just felt like. I, they gave him as much you're, budget you're as you in want. This, you're in this weird like Catch-22 where I think, yeah, it, it's easy to look at it kind of in the big picture and say, like, I didn't need this, this, this of them getting the totems and everything. But you take it away, and we're not spending enough time with them as the adults. No, and we're yeah. not spending enough time on the arcs that, that come to full closure with them. Um, the Ben and Bev stuff isn't built up the way it needs to be um, because Bev's whole thing is that she forgot who even gave her that poem. Yeah. And thinks for a moment it's Bill, and that's so devastating for Ben. God, I love Ben and Bev's whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad it plays out the way that it does. Hot Ben. The Bill haters like, oh my God, what happened to you guys? Yeah, <laughs> look at me. I look like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 really good. There's a lot of good play between them. Yeah. Um, I think I don't want to undersell. Like, I think the the Chinese uh, restaurant scene is excellent between them, but I also think one of the best scenes amongst the losers is the scene as adults. When they're in the uh, cabin, yeah, that's a good. Their their little hideaway that they've built, and oh, they're yeah. talking about Stanley. I mm-hmm. like I like when um they're like, what about you? what about you, Richie? Did you get married? He's like, oh, you didn't hear? He's like, no. I just, oh yeah, I got what's, I got what's uh we your mom and I have been married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I've> been married. <laughs> what's also so hard is you have to sell this idea of them remembering each other, mm-hmm. yeah, and not these you know old bonds that they're that they've always remembered it's like they were close for a long time and then they forgot yeah, yeah. they forgot everything and you have to sell yeah. that through this movie too and that. They're what's hampered. They're hampered so much by the things that they have to do because that's how it's structured. What, in what the is book. what yeah. is interesting is that you know I knew they forgot Derry. I didn't know they forgot each other, and they, they yeah. make it clear that they don't remember each other Correct. anymore. Yeah, and when they see each other, Bill like, oh forgets. My God, I remember you. It's it's even past that. Bill forgets Georgie, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's so rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, his that's why I love that scene where he's by where Georgie died is because I'm like man. Yeah, you, having the, to remember all of it is so terrible. all the emotional stuff, and again all the all the characters dealing with trauma stuff is awesome and I love all that stuff. Yeah. Um I think no yeah. Hot hot take on this. I think I I think that the flaw of the film isn't that there's too much of this unnecessary stuff. It's that there's not a little bit more to make it great. Maybe. 
I think that this movie yeah. actually needed to be longer, believe it or not. <laughs> well, yeah. I think, I I think that's maybe, what maybe, they said. Maybe, I, yeah. I said I would have watched yeah. another 15 minutes of this movie because yeah. there was more that I wanted this movie to give maybe me. Maybe that's yeah. what I need, yeah. I, I need think, I think yeah. that you it's... You know what? I think you're right because there were parts of this movie that I thought were great, like the Ben and Bev stuff where Ben's, where she's telling, where Bev is telling Ben about the poem and then the kiss from Billy at the end of the first movie and he's like heartbroken. Bye, like, George. I think we've cracked it. <laughs> and it's just like, but that was me. And she obviously she doesn't figure it out until the very end. But I think you're right. There's parts of it that so Bill. I, I Bill, want the seven hour supercut of these two films together, yeah. please. Uh, so Thank Bill's you. Bill's wife. Uh, I forget her name in the book. It's like it's like Adra, Ardra. But uh-huh. she's a she's a major character in the miniseries and in the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she is. I think she's in a scene. She she's is. in the first scene. She's in the very first With scene, Bill. and then she's completely forgot, and you kind of forget about her all the way through. And I know, like, without having a reference for this, like, you guys don't know why she's important, but I feel like. You have the scene where she and and or excuse me, where he and Bev like kiss again, mm-hmm. and you completely forget that they're both married, uh, which I guess is. Kind I, of, di- I didn't. Well, I didn't forget, but I, uh, like they pick I know, and choose I what know they why, want. I know why you're talking about this, and yeah. I know why. Like, oh, that would be great, but like, of all of the things, she is the thing that's like so unnecessary. I think that I for, don't think for the, don't even put her in the movie to give me that 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 idea. Then you you. Yeah. you I get it. I, I I get what you mean, like, but if, if, you, if you're not familiar with it, then like it doesn't matter. But like, sure. you introduce that character to me, and you show me she's in this movie, and then you don't do anything. Well, with her. Bev's husband was also a part in the book, I believe. Bev's husband comes looking. But for But we her have a Barry. scene where you see their what their relationship is and yeah. it's, uh, how it's how it's uh, uh, what's it called uh, abusive. Yeah. yeah, you get that from there. You don't get any. You don't really get that's much. That's a te- that's a tough scene. Yeah, yeah that's another. And tough again, that's scene. the thing I love about this movie is like you, all these people have regressed back to their childhood forms. Like Bev is still dealing with with abuse. And I mean, and that's the like thing. That. Like the the whole Bill's like having his wife thing. Like the it doesn't bother me that like him and Bev kiss or anything because it's it's the concept of like remembering this. Yes, coming back to these memories, these memories flooding you and being around that person again. I understand it, and I even like that. I feel like that moment works because later when Bill looks over and sees Ben and Bev together, and he smiles when they're at the lake yes it's like yes great he understands he knows that this is better yes he's he's at a different point but when he's kissing her in that moment he's the kid yeah in the first in the first movie uh there's many references to a turtle uh when they're in the quarry which by the way i really like the quarry scene in this film i think that's a good one um when they're in the quarry they're like oh my god there's a turtle down there give me that damn turtle do you did you see the turtle. turtle in this movie yeah it's in the classroom yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, and there's a there's a turtle uh, toy in Richie's room and George's room in the first movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And then the turtle. In it's the lake. present. Like it's that's that the turtle stuff. Like Matt Matt's talked to me too and said that he he sent me a bunch of messages and I'll go through some of them about sure. this movie. But yeah, he said that he wanted the turtle in this movie. Super bummed that it wasn't there. But but here's the thing, that is uh, Eternals level stuff. That is that is annihilation <laughs> and death as an actual character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff that we haven't gotten in those movies and there's 22 of them. Yeah. I can understand why they went. Maybe this is a step too far for this film. Yeah, I get it. I I really do. I'm like I understand why we don't get the turtle. Uh, ben, to answer your question, by the way, I just remember Pennywise is from the Macroverse. He uh, calls it the Macroverse in yeah. the, the book. Uh, this is this is probably something like the turtle thing is probably one of the reasons that Andy wants to make the. Th- other it film yeah, possibly to go into that crazier stuff it. but yeah. the thing is that like there is some more stuff obviously from the book for him to tie into but there's not enough where i'm like yes make another movie uh, yeah i think uh, it had to I, do with different characters also yeah a hundred percent it would have to be a prequel uh and i'm like i'm not saying it can't be done i'm just saying like the the text doesn't exist in such an enormous amount enough for me to want that i agree 
I would rather just a longer version of this movie. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. um, I I really like. For me, uh, everything with the ritual worked. I I will say that I thought I like the the design of the of the of the flash of the ritual flashbacks. Yeah, you love the design of the the, uh, the vessel for the Mafuba, right? The oh. evil containment wave? Evil containment wave, baby. From Dragon Ball? Everybody got that that's what that is, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah I, whispered, anyway. I whispered that to him in the theater. <laughs> yeah. That's great. We, we both like said it at the same time. Yeah. We were both looking at each other. Yeah. It's like, well, the Mafuba. No, actually, when he pu- when they pulled it, when uh, Isaiah Mustafa, uh, when Mike pulled it out, I'm like, that shit's from Dragon Ball. You yeah. bastards. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, honestly made it around the same time. Yeah. Who knows who took it? Probably Toriyama took it from him, frankly. <laughs> who cares? Um a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Mr. Krypton over there. Anyway, um, uh, I told Ryan this. I feel like I'm really glad with the way the ritual is done. I, I like uh, him seeing this kind of clay brought to life through CGI animation yeah, like of too. like it takes the form you're most afraid of and you see this encounter with it and it turns it turns from like a giant raven into something unnatural. And, and I'm like, this is such a good way to conceptualize this because if you try to make it something really practical, it's too hard to actually nail down, but this is very imaginative. It, it makes it so that it lives in your your idea of what fear can be. Um, and I thought that was a really good way to do it. What I will say is that I thought that they they made the whole thing sound more complicated than it is. I think that's my problem that's, with That's it. the thing with the exposition about the ritual. They, they really made it seem hard to understand, and it isn't. Uh, and I don't know why they kind of labored it as hard as they did. It, yes. It's really simple. We take tokens about things from our past we sacrifice them we throw him into this thing and contain him that's it like it didn't need to be as complicated as they make it sound because mm-hmm. I, I I feel like that, that scene went on for a really long time and he's just he's still explaining and what's so to weird, Bill and what's so, so weird and again this is kind of where I wanted more weird the ritual of Chud is different in the book I was doing some I was doing some some reading and apparently like it it allows Bill to go into Pennywise's mind and find out everything and talk to the turtle and like like there's more yes, to it yeah. in the book. That again, like that's the stuff that's like maybe that's too much. Maybe this this it movie yeah. audience isn't ready for this. I totally hear what you're saying, but, but I, there was a part of me that would that fully expected 100% it. because of what because everyone's reaction to this movie was like it was so weird like not it's really. Not, but that's it's the thing. Not. We're the comic nerds and this is a horror film that did so well with mainstream audiences. Mm-hmm. I can understand where they went. Maybe this is the bridge too far. See, and that's see again, like that first it movie. It's 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 very it's very grounded. There's not a lot of like yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of explaining things. So when you have this ten minute scene of him explaining this ritual and how he he spent all these years researching, I'm like, this feels. It just doesn't feel like the same thing that I was watching before. I, I mean, like you you have to have the ritual, and and I think that's all fine. Uh, I just think they labored the point too yeah, hard. They, yeah, he, he over-explained it when, like, he yeah. should have just been like, "I found this thing. I don't even know if it works, but it's worth a try." I mean, if I like, I like Mike going and investigating and, and talking to the people about it. Yes, I wanted all of that. I just needed it to sound simpler when he explained it. I think that's yeah. my problem. That with it, it, they yeah. just make it sound really difficult, uh, in in just like elaborate, and it's not. It's yeah. it's very basic. Yeah. Um. In in the you, you, fig- you figured my problem out. There you go. Um, I'm pretty much done. What about you guys? You got any more? I my uh, the best scene for me in this movie is a homage an homage to my favorite movie horror movie The Thing. It is a shot for shot scene of the head growing uh, Stanley getting legs, the spider the spider legs, legs. Oh. and then Bill Hader saying you got to be effing kidding me, which is a line directly from The Thing. Uh, that's an awesome scene. Spooky Stanley spider head is awesome. 
Uh, and then Bill Hader just goes, "Oh, it's Stanley!" <laughs> like he's not shocked. He's like, "Oh, look at that guy!" <laughs> like, and then he looks oh, up. He's like, "Oh, there's Stanley." He's oh, there like, he is. "There he is." Yeah, uh, uh, that scene was real great. Uh, that I didn't mind CGI there. Um, yeah, I, I remembered something that was going to uh, say. I, I really like the execution of how they let you know that because they all forgot the th- things about their past, they wound up living lives they didn't want to. Yeah, Eddie married his mom. Oh, totally. Oh, um, yeah. Bev married a guy just like her dad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Things like that, where they they kind of wound up repeating traumas in their lives into steps um, bill couldn't finish sentences now he can't finish books yeah i don't know if that's relevant i don't know if that's uh, it, realize that like it's not expanded the idea isn't expanded on a lot in the movie because there isn't a way to do it in this film but richie forgot he loved eddie yeah yeah that's a thing like he just forgot eddie yeah so that's and even the movie tries to make you think it's stanley uh yeah yeah and I, I kind of like the the misdirect there when we finally see at the end you know it, because he's you know he's so but we can but still go back Richie is we the just... Eddie is the one that Richie always gave the most shit to yeah mm-hmm. and you see it and mm-hmm. it's so cute yeah yeah and and you can kind of see the pieces I... of it when they're at the dinner where they're reconnecting to yeah. each mm-hmm. other uh my heart broke when Finn Wolfhard Richie was trying to play Street Fighter with this guy who turned yeah. out to be sure. the cousin of their bully of Bowers, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like that poor kid. It's like he just wants and to play I, another round of Street I really Fighter. Li- What's wrong I with really that? like seeing the vulnerability, the vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerability. There you it's go. Hard word. Um, of uh, Finn Wolfhard. Me too. Because we don't see a lot of it in the first film because he is playing this this type of character. Yeah, and for to sure. Add, this is kind of a, where I, I like the flashbacks. I do question why they're there. I, but I understand it, I guess. It's conflicted feelings about the flashbacks. But there is where I really like the, the flashbacks because we get to see a side of Finn Wolfhard that we didn't see in the first uh, film. It, again, I, I think that the flashbacks are are important. Um, the scares that Pennywise brings to them are relevant. Um, if you throw yourself back to where they were at in that first film, at that moment in time where they'd all been broken up, I do like that they go for that. Um, it's it's necessary uh, and thematically well designed. Um, I I think that you kind of need to see that. I I feel like the stakes work there. Mm-hmm. It's that the stakes in the modern ones don't land as well for me. And again, like if I could change one thing about the movie, I would have more of Pennywise killing kids in the present. Yeah, um, I just need more of that. It gives me a little more Pennywise for yeah. this movie. It gives me a little more sense of his threat. It gives me, frankly, just easy to do scares where I know people are in danger because I know they aren't going to make it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I, like I said, like I, I do feel conflicted about the flashbacks. I totally understand what you're saying, Sparks. But um, with the with the Wolfhard's flashback, that that's where I really appreciated them because it did sure. it did give us that added depth to the character that we didn't get in the first film. I I, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, also. Uh, still on on like Richie Bill Hader at the end crying like after they defeat Pennywise they're all just kind of standing there and then Richie just starts bawling and I'm yes. like, oh my god, Bill Hader's acting. He's yeah, like yeah, a really yeah. good actor. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, he he he's got to say faces like I don't have my glasses. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I don't know who you guys are. I think everybody brings a lot. Um, unfortunately, and it's it's kind of just the nature of the role. Um, Mike Hanlon kind of gets short. Uh, the short end of the and stick. It's sad uh, he's because he's very much gets it together. He's the guy who brings them together, but they they don't do a lot to expand on what his personal fear is in in his more adult life. They just keep flashing back or talking about like when his parents burden the fire. And yeah, that, that's not, like the only thing because because um, there's not a lot that he's had to f- he's lived with Pennywise and uh, on his mind. He, this isn't all coming back to him. It's not all fresh. He's the crazy new. guy of the town, right? Um, yeah. What I wish they'd gone for is the fear that Pennywise could have played against Mike is the idea that Mike is leading them to their death. That's awesome. 
That's what I wish we had seen there was more a bit, with Mike. There was a bit like that with Bev in, in her old apartment when Pennywise says, if you close your eyes, you'll know that, they, that you haven't changed anything. They all die in the same ways that you saw. Mm. And, uh, and just close your eyes, Bev. And like, I like that. I would have liked more of that. Yeah, I, I would have liked that for Mike because the whole thing is when Pennywise gets to the end, he's like, you didn't tell them. And you see the flash of the imagery and that clay imagery again. I really of like the ritual killing everyone who's there. Yeah, I really like the review, the reveal that he's a that he's like a giant spider dude. Yeah. Like when he uh-huh. when he shows up and he, you just see his face and he's like, oh, you didn't tell them, did you, Mike? And he like walks around like, Jesus, spider legs. And let's, and let's talk, I like the way that, I, I agree with you, Ryan, you brought this up right after we saw it. That, that say, while yeah. they were, yeah, while they were, uh, turning him into a pathetic small clown um it should have flashed back to the first film when they made him small when oh. they made him beatable this entire that movie, it should have like been been juxtaposing the two this entire movie we're having flashbacks and stuff but the final battle they don't have a flashback when they f- beat him the first time and that would have been so awesome to see i think i i yeah. think i you know i like uh, i like it because i think the point of making that first movie is that you didn't need to do the flashbacks which is why i go back to the flashbacks. but my thing. meaning is there's but, so many flashbacks already in this movie yeah so i i didn't mind not having the flashbacks there um what i did like was the parallel of them beating par- uh, them beating par- pennywise if you have the first film in your head because yes. in the first film pennywise isn't quite prepared for them all to attack him so he can't quite figure out what to do to them Yeah. because he's like oh richie's in my face oh yeah, I he's need trying to, do this. to he's he trying to switch transforming yeah, yeah and he's trying and he's confused and he's and he's but then this time he's like, no, now I've got you. I've been preparing for you guys. And I, I appreciated the I kind of parallel. you for 27 years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the way that they, the, the, the execution of Pennywise's kinda, death is really good. Kind of felt bad for a small little Pennywise there. You know, I felt, Not even a little. At first I'm like, <laughs> wow, he's just a sad, small little creature. You kind of want to feel bad for him. How many people has he murdered? But, yeah, exa- exa- exactly. but, it, goes, but it, goes to, it goes to Skarsgård's performance. Because oh, I yeah. think mm-hmm. even in the CG moments, uh, Skarsgård's performance really shined through. I love his last line, which is, look at you, all grown up. Yeah, it's so yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And they take his heart out and crush it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I, I love the, if, you, if you've seen the miniseries, if you know the original miniseries, this is such a good character ending for, for everybody real. For real. in comparison yeah. like I, I, I as as many qualms as you could have about this movie I will put this hands and legs above that miniseries as far as execution of a the million. finale so good just like they have like the like the stick and it's like yeah it kills monsters if and you believe it and that's really what it comes down to for me at the end is like by the end of the film the character drama landed even Stanley's note which is mm, a little can be controversial to some people uh, for like the, the admission of like why he takes himself out of it and everything but I I thought it really worked. I uh, liked Andy I, Bean having that moment. Yeah, it, it's, it's it is really sad. Uh, but it like is. he knew, like he was he was the weak link, and I, he knew he would get them killed if he went there, and that's kind of sad. But however, one of the things that I would have liked to have seen was that they are weaker without him. Like we we get a sense of it, but we don't get a confirmation of it that without Stanley. Like the seven of them, the seven of them were enough to be Pennywise. Yeah. Without Stanley, are the six enough? And to again, be that's Pennywise. just straight from the book. Like he dies, like he's the first one to go, just like that. Like, yeah, I know, yeah. but in, but in the book, it is made, I, it is made clear that no, the I know six what you're a, saying. The six of them aren't as strong. The ritual's supposed to have seven, gotcha. even though they put his totem in there. He's not there. Yeah. Because it's ha- it's supposed to have seven. There's yeah. a reason, like there's a serendipity and fate to the characters of the re- the fact that seven can these seven are stopping seven Pennywise. eleven. Yeah, so I, um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that for sure. Yeah, I I, I get that. Um, I I still think that when you get to the end of the film, um, everything everything about these characters feels like it came 
to its full circle. Yeah. And I do find it very effective. I but, think the uh, ending is, is a good ending. Yeah, yes. I think the I, char- agree. I think all of the character narratives are played really well. It's so hard when you're working from a over a thousand page book yeah. with all these main oh, yeah. characters and they are they're all main characters and I feel like most of them got done their due justice yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. agree uh, alright so final thoughts and rate uh, real quick can I just read um, some of what Matt sent sure hell yeah because Matt was on our uh, it part one discussion but he's not here with the, us with now. the spook slinger um so here's what Matt had to say. More than anything, what I like about the story of it are its themes, characters, and the powerfully wistful feeling that falls over you as you reach the end. It's a masterclass in love over fear and a major punch of bittersweet right to the gut. I felt that It Chapter 2 delivered on these elements in spades. The casting and performances were excellent. People have said they would have liked more time with the adult losers, and I totally get that. But I really like what we got. I felt it was definitely all killer, no filler. The abundance of comedy was never something I found to be overbearing or obnoxious. The movie sets out to be a roller coaster, part of the deal made to make the story more accessible to me mainstream audiences and the yeah. humor plays a valuable role in it pomeranian behind the door fucking awesome yeah <laughs> the scares i felt were mostly of the chase variety and that got a little bit tiresome maybe once but i also think that the scares be them metaphorical or otherwise really serve the story and it seems well you can't keep running and the only way fear dies is from you staring it down cycle of abuse must be broken visually i, I thought it. the film was pretty spectacular the grand majority of the time some of the cgi wasn't quite top tier but that's something that people have really blown out of proportion in other places i needed the film to expose layers of gray and showcase showcase Pennywise cruelty done and done King's cameo was great we didn't even touch on King's cameo a little bit I did um, in the beginning yeah a little bit I like that yeah. a lot uh, I feel like we haven't got a good King cameo since Pet Cemetery in uh, the 80s the original one yeah I have mixed feelings on Stanley's suicide note it delivered a powerful emotional punch that gave me the feeling and sense of completion that broke my heart and inspired me in equal measure at the end of the novel but it also by changing why he did it muddies the waters a little bit in a way that probably could have been avoided why Still does he do it in the book um, it's, it's fear oh okay so they they made it they made it kind of they more made righteous a little okay now I totally understand why people have a problem with that yeah sure yeah um, Eddie is my guy I love the way they built up his journey from being a man who literally makes a living calculating the way things go can go wrong to being a man willing to believe <coughs> to love and to fight super awesome. I could go on about a lot of this, but I'll sum it up for now by saying craft-wise, the first film is superior. But based on this viewing, where I like the first a lot, I love this film. The meat I wanted is here. Also, no Maturin, the space turtle. Bummer. Inclusion of the ritual of Chud, plus subtle allusion to the tower. Oh, uh, I'm going to jizz. (laughs) These are all Matt's words. Plus that shot of Henry getting picked up by the corpse of Hawksetter outside the facility. Awesome. Mm -hmm. The finale was altered some, but I felt it was done in a way that gives both to the fans of the novel while making changes that make sense for this adaptation and stay true to the heart of the tale. Flawed? Sure. Okay, whatever. Could very well become required October viewing for me. Held back some tears. Couldn't stop them all. Eddie, um... Eddie's death is really tragic. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie's death is beautiful. Yeah. Frankly, Eddie's arc across both movies is awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, Ben. Yeah. Final thoughts and ratings. Um, I still like this movie. I don't think I like it as much as I did the as I did the first one. Obviously, um, talking to you guys or listening to you guys talk about it, I was like, yeah, there's. I agree with some. I may not agree with some, or I agree with some. I don't agree with some. Um. I still, I still don't hate this movie. I don't hate it. I don't, I don't think anyone hates this movie. No, I don't think anyone hates this movie either. I don't necessarily like it. I just that I really felt the length when I got out of it. I really, really did. And it's not a, it's not a big bummer, but it's like, damn, they could have shaved off a lot. Um, rating wise, I would say it's between. I can't give a full rating. It's between seven point five and an eight for me. Seven, it's like seven point seven five. Yeah, seven point seven five. It's still a good seven movie. And three would, quarter portions. Oh god. <laughs> I would still. I think I gave the original it an eight or a nine or something. But there's 
when there are times where I'm sitting there going, all right, can we just hurry it up, please? Can we get to the big, go to the good stuff? Sparks? Um, I really, really did enjoy this. Uh, I think this combined with the first film is, a, it's hard to adapt this story, yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to adapt this story. This is probably one of the hardest books from Stephen King to put to screen. Um, and I think that this is a, a superior job to the miniseries, frankly. And, uh, 100%. And probably... The only way you could get it better is to have elongated or had a third film, but I think like just trying to picture breaking that up into three films is kind of muddy effort. Um, but I really, I really like this. I think that the first film is superior in some ways. I think it's a better horror film. I think it is a horror film with great characters, and I think this is a great character film with some good horror. And I, I, I also kind of favor this a little for just that uh, I like that kind of story so for me it, it lands a lot better um, I, I do feel like there are some things that could have for this film been taken out but also what I would have rather is just had more to make all those things land even harder than they got to um, but overall I really enjoyed it I give it eight and a half, eight point okay. five. Um, Ryan yes I uh, at the end of the road I quite enjoyed it but when I look back there are some rough spots for me you know opinions whatever um I definitely don't like this as much as the first one. I think that first one is like stellar all the way through. Yeah. Like, I remember I gave that one like like a nine or or higher. Like I I love that first movie. Um, I wanted to love this movie, but I felt, um, by by going bigger in scope, even even though it's going bigger in scope by not including the actual cosmic stuff, um, it kind of lost its way for me. It didn't feel as tight. Um, but all the acting is great. Like all the uh, the scares that are there are are good. Um. I, I wanted this to be a horror movie. Like, it is a really good character piece, but I came to see a horror movie. Uh, it's not like it's a bad movie or anything, but I wanted this to be like the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least stick with the tonally of what that first movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would give it a 7.5. Like, it's still 7.5. It's still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish I wish it was like that first one more. I, I definitely could have yeah. used Pennywise killing kids in the modern day. Yeah. That That's my biggest More thing. Pennywise, More please. of that because yeah. that would have provided a lot more of that scare for A movie this film. long... Should not have less clown. Like you only yeah, see I, three people. Sorry, Brandon. You only see three people die in the modern age. The first guy in the beginning of the movie, and those two kids. Yep, that's yeah. it. Um, like we said before, the only th- the kill count is a, a bit of an issue for me. Um, I don't. We're savages here at the Fake Nerd Podcast. <laughs> but I, you know, I just can't get over. Like I don't understand. We have the first film specifically, so they didn't need to do flashbacks, and you still structure the second film like the structure of the book. It, I do just question it. I just can't get over that that question I just have. Like, could you have found a way around it? Could you have tried to do something else? Like, you know, that's kind of what, what I'm, where I'm sitting with that. Um, I'm not a good enough writer to fix your pro- fix the movie's problems, but yeah, I agree with it. Yeah, um, and so that's why I say I don't... It's not that I dislike them. It's just I question why... They didn't need to be there? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I... Uh, not There was just... I just wanted more... From this film, from this almost three-hour film, uh, I just wanted more of it, more lore, more weird, um, more Pennywise, um, more turtles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely don't want that damn turtle. I just wanted to see the turtle. Um, and I think uh, every Stephen King movie, I just want to see the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's always I, there, floating in space. I think the great characters do elevate this film up from where I would have given it if they weren't so good. Uh, I'd probably give it a seven point five. That's where I'm landing. Uh, just a quick. Uh, comment about the flashbacks thing I think one of the struggles of like why you can't eliminate it when you're coming from the book is because that's how they keep Stanley present Mm, that's true once Stanley has passed the way they keep him present is by flashing back on time with him as a kid otherwise he doesn't feel like a a prevalent character Mm -hmm. so that's a a hard that's a hard part to get away from Um, all right then shall we move into our 
book club. All right, cool, Ben. Yeah. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then time now for a book club. Ben, take it away. What it's... was Stephen King book you got for us today? S- screw you! The Tommy Knockers. Screw both of you! <laughs> Sparks, it is your book club. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, I picked a cool image comic. Right? Is it image? It is. Yep. It is image. It yeah. is. Um, called Skyward. Uh, this the, is volume one. From the showrunner of Lucifer. Mylogy Life, uh, written by Joe Henderson. Art and cover by Lee Garbett. Who really Colorist like Antonio Fabella. Letterer Simon Boland. Art and cover by Lee Garbett. And editor Rick Lopez Jr. Production by Carrie Hall. I'm unfamiliar with Mr. Lee Garbett's work, except for this book. Uh, he's sensational. Yes. This is some beautiful like I, comic book ass oh, art. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. This is the art by itself. I was like, damn, this is some good art. Yeah. This is no, not just good. This is great yeah, art. Yeah, it's really good. So the, the, uh, the, the, the rainstorm was awesome. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, man, that was such a good scene. So uh, one day, uh, gravity just stops being a thing. Yep. And, you, know what, uh, you know what the second issue starts with? Everything we knew about gravity was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you bastards. <laughs> and yet, uh, it's awesome. And so this is a story about, um, the, the first issue really is about uh, this dad who seems to have kind of known that this was going, this phenomenon was going to He's happen. Jor-El yeah. on Krypton. And it's him, it's him uh, having just had his daughter and his wife in the moment that it happens is being pulled away. She floats off away. Off into space. Uh, space. And this, his daughter, we pick up with her all these years later. 20 years later. Yeah. And uh, she has grown up in a world that never had gravity. And so this is all just natural to her. Yeah, uh, Ben's holding out the shot of like people in it, space. This is the yeah, splash page out in there. space. Orbiting, Orbiting the, the planet. Hundreds, hundreds of dead of people, people and yeah. people, planes, planes yeah. cars, livestock, you name it, it's up there. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty, like, for the most part, lighthearted book, but with some seriously dramatic moments. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, just people flying away and them crying, and it's like, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Um, and so she works for a delivery service in this... This is Mirror's Edge. No gravity, gravity. world. Mm-hmm. And uh, she winds up getting pulled into this whole thing where her dad uh, believes he knows how to undo all this. I and can, she doesn't really the want world. that. Yeah. Um, and she has a lot of issues with her dad because her dad doesn't even want her out in the world. He, he hasn't has, left He the has apartment. absolute fear mm-hmm. and issues with the world as it is now. Because he doesn't want to fly um, off like his wife did. Meanwhile, uh, his former business partner has entirely profited off the new world uh, by creating boots. creating boots that allow people to stay on the ground and live life as they used to. I really like uh, the idea of that. Like that specifically, like they really thought out this world. Like 100%. when you, when you get to the at, at the end with the last issue when you get to the when you get to the rainstorm the the streets like mm-hmm. it feels very like a neo Gotham like you know how in neo Gotham the, the poor live up in the uh, live up in the sky yeah. and then mm-hmm. the the rich live up uh, uh-huh. down below at ground level at ground level really really like that might be reversed but okay but in this we know book what you mean, yeah in this book it is it is that way the the, yes. the rich people live it's on the, the rich earth. people live live on the ground it's a relatively like easy concept like oh what if gravity went away but like the world building is so awesome in this yes. book. Yeah. And like, it really thinks about what, every aspect of life. One like, of my ev- favorite things was uh, right in issue two when she's uh, uh, some guys attempt to mug her and she pulls out a gun and they're like, you crazy, you're not going to fire that. And it's because firing the gun will blow her up into the air. Yeah. And she does do it anyway yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> to get away from them. And it's awesome. Yeah. Which is great because like, nobody uses guns any- anymore. Yeah, people anymore. don't she's use like, guns. That's not what I'm using it for. Pop! And she like flies up. And they're like, oh damn, she's crazy. Yeah. She's like a flying rocket. Yeah. I love Willa. So much, yes, in this book. She is, 
I, I know she's our main character, but she is just great in every aspect. Like when she's trying to flirt with Edison about walking. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, walking sucks. And he's like, I know I have no legs, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Edison's like, yeah, uh, G-Day was the best thing that ever happened yes, to me. Yes, yeah, yeah. A character who has and no she's, legs. And yeah. she's all talking. He's like, man, I can't, bl- I love flying around. Just the way that, um, just the way that she moves all across the panels is just like, I, I believe that she's literally jumping from building to building, just flying through yeah. gravity, and it's so well done. Oh, man, in the rainstorm with the giant glob of water. I'm sorry, I was enamored with no, the rainstorm. No, it's an awesome yeah. idea. Um, it's a giant thing of water. It's a giant thing of water, yeah, and she creates this air pocket within it. Like, so cool. Yeah, or when she puts up uh, near the end of the book when she's rescuing Edison, it says, run, and they're like, oh, she can't do it, and Edison's like, oh, yeah, she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know her like I do, man. Yeah, the, doesn't know what rainstorms look like anymore, and, and it's yeah. like, collects into this bubble over the city this giant blob uh-huh. of water and yeah. it goes that through that you can in. be sucked into and drown in yeah, yeah. Um, uh, i, I want to talk about uh the last issue uh this is one through five right yes okay so we all read one through five thank yes. goodness um the last issue introduces the, the they go to a forest and they introduce the idea of bugs and then the issue before um the dad's like wow that's so man this this place is so weird uh, how are the bugs like i always theorize the bugs would be bigger in a uh-huh. and then the next issue they, <laughs> they see these yeah, yeah, gigantic dragonflies uh-huh yeah there, there's gonna be big bugs and i oh really boy. like i really love the idea again going back to how, how well thought of this world is like yeah because of their short lifespans they adapted to the world quicker than we did and so they just grew to enormous sizes and then killed everyone in the forest uh-huh. yes like jesus those gigantic dragonflies uh do you do you have do you know the bad guy's name like the rich business guy oh yeah oh, let me pull uh it. tom something okay um tom something uh there's a scene when when g day first happens mm-hmm. and he's standing inside of his apartment. oh yeah mr mr barrow barrow thank is you it, and is it tom and uh, a dude is outside of his window crying, like trying to like save like, me, save, save me. me. And he just puts his hand up, and he's like, "See you, dude." Because he knew, <laughs> yeah. because he knew, he this, was knew this was gonna happen. No, yeah. and the worst part about it, there's a dialogue box that says, "I tried to save as many people as I could." Yeah. You lying sack yeah. of shit. I also, I also really like when it first happens in the first issue, uh, and the coffee mug falls, and he's like. Oh, I theorized this would happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I didn't know. Oh my god! Oh yeah. no! He, no, at first he's like, "Man, that was my favorite mug." Oh, hey, it happened, and then he's like, I, it, "Shit, I know, my it wife!" Didn't, it didn't need my yeah. wife. Uh, yeah, the idea that he realizes that you know this is happening, and he and he well, and didn't think it was real. Like it, you were absolutely right with the Jorel thing. Jorel thought he's like he he knew the world was going to blow up but he didn't know when or how mm-hmm. or even if it was right and nobody would listen to him and nobody would listen to him and this is the exact same thing except there's here. the one guy uh mr barrow who is like if this does happen i'm gonna get rich off of it yeah. and it makes me think maybe he has something to do with it because mm-hmm. if, if if the dad knows how to fix it uh, remember everything you thought you knew was wrong uh, about gravity <laughs> was wrong there's a great line that, that mr barrow gives when he's talking to willa uh and uh he's like oh it's water under the bridge oh uh, that's probably a phrase you don't understand youngling oh uh, yeah <laughs> well, by god i also want to know more about like yeah we had to change how we farm yeah agriculture yeah like i want to know like oh yeah when gravity turns off the water's gone yeah that's like floating like f- like factories floating farms like that's a yeah. shit. like i'm really excited to read more about this yeah. book simply for the world yeah the, like, the world so cool. is fascinating and so well imagined yeah um, and the characters are great too. Uh, the, the the going back to the world thing, like the way that they have the mag boots, so like the way that they'll short them out with uh, electricity in order to make just like people who are like, oh no, I'm gonna float away. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, the way that he activates them and uses that. Mister Barrow uses that to beat her up. Yeah. Uh, all 
just excellent well, uses like, of the. Oh, like, yeah, you, you're like one of those movie punchy bags we used to use. Think, yeah. think about think about all the angles that they can use the technology or, or, the, or the girl, utilize the elements of this world. The girl when she has the dress and she's like, yeah, the mag the magnets in the dress help keep it down. Oh yeah, uh-huh. it's gonna be the next hottest trend. And like yeah. I really like the idea. Oh yeah, dresses. You can't wear any dresses no. even with the mag boots. You can't yeah. wear dresses. dresses no kilts. No. Yeah, everyone has to wear pants or shorts. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, when she does in the last issue come to confront to to save Edison when she confronts Barrow and she's right outside the window in the storm and she's holding the gun and he's like what an idiot guns don't work underwater and she creates the air bubble for the gun yeah. to work and he's yeah. like she wouldn't she would <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Edison's like oh she would dude yeah. I know her brings the whole rainstorm into his office oh, so yeah. great incredible do we talk um, about the sad ending now yeah absolutely. Oh, this is dad. so good this got me real good yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. the dad uh, sacrifices himself he mm-hmm. saves her yeah. like he could have uh, saved she and Beryl float- were, fl- were fighting into yeah. space and then uh, they were both going to go up together but uh, he uses her to get back to Earth. He pulls a Yondu. He, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he goes Mary back. Poppins, yeah. uh, no, I'm saying like uh, Barrow did. Barrow did, okay. Um, Barrow, Barrow bounced back down to Earth. Yeah. Uh, but the dad launches up to, to get his because daughter. He, because he kicks off of her. Yeah. And so she's going up. Yeah, but the dad gets up and catches her and p- kicks her back and sends himself into space. Yeah. To be with his wife. Yeah. Rip. Really sad. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Mm-hmm. Especially really, because really... the dad had just started to like reconnect with her and like get yeah. used to the world. And there's a there's a bit there's a bit uh I think in the fourth issue at the end of if you read this like the the issues, I don't know if it's in if it's collecting the trade, but he says, um but the writer says, like, you know, initially when I pitched this idea, it was going to be a father-daughter road trip, and they were going to do the story, and then I could so feel it too. And then once I that I realized there's something that needs to be missing for the story. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the dad shouldn't be on this trip, and uh, so he created. So he created the story around how he was able to uh, get over his fear. And yeah. and save her life. His yeah. dying words are, "You were right. This world is beautiful. I can't wait for you to see it all." As he launches up into the sky, and then <sighs> her final lines are, "I wanted to see the world. Be careful what you wish for. I don't know if I can do this, Dad, but I will if I have to. For you, no pressure, right? Like uh, that's some shit, guys. That is some shit, but yeah. it's some good shit. Yeah, I'm. I I don't know. Do you know what issue it's on right now, by any chance? Fifteen uh, is the last yeah, oh, issue. Damn, really? Well, okay. that's that's what it is on the the, the no, place yeah, yeah. I read it. I yeah. think it's done. Yeah. If I were to say, I think it's done. Okay. Um, because I haven't seen a new issue on the racks in a while. Gotcha. Okay, I'm definitely interested in read more. Of this oh, I'm sure. definitely just the wor- the premise of it, the world itself. Even when I was talking to my girlfriend about this, I'm like, yeah, this book's really good. What's it about? Gravity doesn't exist anymore. She's like, what? Yeah, it's gone. Uh, so the- gravity's gone. I was trying to think of like who's the closest artist I can think of who matches this. Like David Marquez, who is right now doing Batman Superman. He did Civil War Two. He did uh, Iron Man with Bendis. I see uh, it. Yeah, it's like it's very beautiful, clear, like facial. Like mm-hmm. the dude draws really great faces. Oh yeah, with, great expressions. Um, with uh, a little bit of Sean Murphy flair. Yeah, yeah, because because they got the, like the Sean Murphy kind of like movements. Going yeah, like on. like a uh, 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 lanky. I yeah. just yeah. love how her hair is like floating and. I just love everything about this book. Like, even no detail no. is left unattended. For real, no, like definitely. every panel, you're like, okay, so what would Gravity be doing right now with everything in the scene? Like, you have to think about every panel. It's like it shows. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And that's where the that's where I feel like you know the art and the writing they have to be a true like more so than other comic books. This true has collab. to be a true collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I think that's one of the strengths of this book. Hell yeah! I, I really I really enjoy this. It's a lot of fun. Can't wait for more. Yeah, issue 15 came out uh, in July, and uh, it does seem that is the final issue for the story. Cool. Okay. So it's 15 issue series, three volume series. Okay, right. That's not too bad. Um, no. Uh, yeah, Are you going to do I've, all I've, three for the book club? <laughs> um, maybe with for our YouTube stuff, okay. where we do a deep dive, we might talk mm, about all of to. Skyward. Um, but yeah, I, I highly recommend this. I think it's an awesome book. Um, I think the art's incredible. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed this. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I picked up all the issues of this. I thought this was, this was great. If you... Um, 
if you're listening to this and you don't read comics, I don't know why you're listening to this part, but uh, this is a very, very easy book for introductory comic book readers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can read this comic and you don't have to know anything about comics. It is very, it's very straightforward and fun. Uh, that, that reminds me, we have a, we actually do have comments from the... Ooh. Oh, yeah, 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 we do. From, hey, the, yeah. from the thing, you know, I always do a, like, a call to action and this is the, we, so we got some comics. Uh, at Emily Van Wetter... Uh, says one of my favorite comic books. I used to be a big fan of European comic books, but this series made me discover U.S. comics. Thrilling story, endearing characters, and above all, outstanding art. Highly recommend. Heck yeah, nice. Um, and then Tom dot dot comics says such an incredible book. Hell yeah, Tom yeah. Brayfogel. I think this is a real guy. I mean, <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a writer. I know this guy. Cool. Well, I don't know him, but I know of his stuff. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, the the first time I was reading it, um, I'm really glad that you guys liked it. Uh, I think everybody should check it out. It's a really cool little indie comic. Um, and just wait for the uh, movie. My it's gonna happen. When I was at D23, I brought this with me. Um, because I had a feeling I was gonna do it for the book club. Um, so I wanted to reread it, and I passed it along to my cousin while we were sitting in the studios panel. Is your cousin uh, Vinny? No, my cousin Otta. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, we were sitting That's in there. That's the sequel. <laughs> we were sitting in there because uh, we had like 30 minutes to kill, and uh, I had comics with me, so I was pulling out another comic to read, and she she was just sitting there, and I realized that because we had to put all our electronics away, she had nothing to do, and I'm like, hey, do you want to read a comic? So I passed this along to her, and she read it in that time span, and she was like, this is incredible. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I know that like comics can can be like this and i'm yeah. like yes yes this is, this is what yeah. i try to tell people this is, every day this is it yeah. it's like this is the reason why we do this <laughs> uh so before i read this book uh you know it always has blurbs on the on the back and stuff so mm-hmm. it's by charles soul jeff lemire and jonathan hickman oh. so my my anticipation was high and it it went through it's good good book yeah yeah awesome love it very happy with this one all right nice Ben. Yes. What's your book club next week? I actually know what it is. Oh my goodness. I know. Shocker. We'll tell you next week. No, I'm kidding. No. We're telling you now because it's Batman White Knight by Sean Gordon Murphy. Batman. Yeah. Joker's rehabilitated. He's a lawyer. I mean, I read half of it already. I'm like, I got to finish this. I have to make this a book club. Um. All right, so that'll do it for us this week. Next week, we're not sure what we're doing yet, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be the original It miniseries. Uh, so look out for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, if I could see a Pennywise puppy again, I ain't mad. Uh, um, just saying. I don't know if I want to go in that world I just know. yet. Beep, beep. Oh, that was a great line. Beep, beep, mother effer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that a really, was good, really good Was that a riff on the, the, the miniseries? Beep, beep, no, no, it was, it was oh. because he said beep, beep, beep Richie, Richie. Oh. In, the, in the first one. Oh, yeah. And so he said back to him, beep, beep. Mother effort. Okay. Yeah. All back. I just like how quick thing is like yippee kaye mother blah. Yeah, that was <laughs> that good. was spooky. That yeah, yeah, that was that was, awesome. that was good. <laughs> All right. Um, we have a YouTube page. Uh, as Spark said at the, at the top of the show, uh, tons of new stuff up on our YouTube page. Our, well, we're all caught up on our podcast stuff. Our Dark Crystal. Our Dark Crystal stuff is up. Uh, we are doing Fake Nerds Watch again. Mm-hmm. It is for Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Mm-hmm. That will be up in the coming week, our first Very episode cool. of that. Um, yeah. We're going to dive back in. And uh, Basement Arcade is still happening with Sonic Mania. Always yeah. going on. Yeah. All right. So we also have a Funko affiliate. Oh, by the way, YouTube link in the description. Ben, I will link your article in the description. Oh, sweet. Like I have been for a while. Yeah, thank um, you. So if you guys want to read that, uh, we have a Funko. We are a Funko affiliate. Uh, use you just click the link in the description. Use promo code Shop Ten at checkout for ten percent off your purchase. Uh, we have a Patreon, um, which you can donate if you want to. Uh, like I said last week, any time you guys listen to us, you are supporting our show. Um, however, you want to go that extra step. Uh, Patreon is there. We have the five dollar tier. 
And we have the $25 tier. Ship in a bottle. Which Mike really loved. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mike <laughs> did love it. He did. Mike really loved it. I'm so happy. Um, He's an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I say it is a joke. However, if you do submit to it, I will send you a ship in a bottle. It's not a joke. It's sincere. <laughs> um, it's just funnily sincere. Yeah. Um, all right. We also have a Tee Public. Um, we have a bunch of cool shirts up there on the Tee Public. Cool merchandise. Uh, we have a fake nerd T-shirt. We have a miscellaneous T-shirt. We have a basement arcade T-shirt. We have a don't be a dick T-shirt. We have a suburban proctologist. A suburban proctologist shirt. Uh, pixelated fake nerd. Pixelated shirt. fake nerd shirt, oh, yeah. which is really, which is really cool. Some cool stuff, guys. You are missing out. Guys, both of those link. <laughs> Both of those links are in the description. Also, there's a sale every month towards the third week of the se- of, of the month. So if you want everything for 35% off, that's where you go. Because um, I do understand, hey, money. Patience is a virtue. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if you do listen to us on just an audio stream, please, every once in a while, go check out our YouTube stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe subscribe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, even if you don't like uh, go on the YouTube as much, even if you don't have an account, make an account. Yeah. Subscribe. Just, just um, subscribe. So I just, I just really want to hit 100, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Change that name. Change that name. Um, yeah, like I not said, changing the name of our show, just our YouTube channel. <laughs> just, like I said, links are in the description. Uh, thank you, everyone. Who listens, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Jeremy Bellucci, uh, our longtime collaborator. We have a shirt. We have a separate proctologist T-shirt up on our T Public. Uh, you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He does, you know, he does a theme music, our interim music, um, all that's all that good stuff. Uh, also, Sparks. By the way, those theme music plates that you made for our for our for our YouTube page, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, the what? The, the opening podcast and opening ones? and the outro one. Yeah, I'll I'll probably be like promoting them a little bit on the on my own Instagram. Yeah, I'll probably this coming week. I'll definitely promote one of them on my Instagram. They look really cool. <laughs> the one you, with you in it. You know the one. <laughs> yes, the one with me in it because it has me in it. Damn it. <laughs> But you can find his show, Suburban Proctologist, at iTunes and on Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Uh, Mike Batola, thank you so much for uh, influencing our latest Patreon tier and our logos for Miscellaneous and Figner Podcast. You can find him at Mike Batola. Uh, all cool stuff there for him. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Figner Podcast, FignerGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You can find me on the internet at benmagic 27 Instagram and Twitter, and as usual, you can uh, uh, see me writing stuff for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Like Brand said, there's a link to my latest article in the description. It's about why I think that we are living in a golden age of retro gaming. Damn, dog. I love it. Sparks. Thank you. Uh, I'm Sparks Witty. You can find me at Sparks Witty on Instagram, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty, and also on Xbox now. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Tony Snark at everything. I thought he was going to do a thing again. I was going to do a thing, but uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Breaking news, Ryan still has the Hawks I still haven't Always. Hit, I still haven't hit 100 on Instagram for uh, my yeah? account, ah, so uh, no, no Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Seriously, guys, helps very much. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Beep, beep. beep.